Christmas. Uh, I hope. I hope that uh, the internet is working good. Um, I have my Christmas hot cocoa here. You'll see. Uh, let me mute myself. That's going to get annoying. Um, what up, Nomi? This is. Can you see that? Is that backwards for you? Is that just for me? For the podcast listeners, for some reason, I have a. Uh, well, I have the cup because I need to drink stuff. But I'm holding up a cup. It's a picture of a pig with a gnome hat on. Um, weird combination, right? And the, the cup says, what up, Nomi? And it came with... So this this is something I would own, right? This is something I would just own anyways. But take a look at this. Take a look at this. <laughs> Don't you just love... Look at it. It's a, little, it's a little match. Don't you just love for... Again, podcast listeners are now holding a stuffed animal of a pig with a gnome hat on. And... He says the thing that's on the cup. That's how easy I am to please. What up, Nomi? That's all you need. That is all you need to earn my money. I hope you guys are having an awesome Christmas Eve. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, can you guys hear me? I'm not seeing anything in the chat. And I, um, when I hit the mute button, I, I guess you guys would be saying that you guys couldn't hear me. I hope the internet's working fine. I hope a lot of stuff's working fine, honestly. I'm going to take a sip of this delicious hot cocoa here. And let's see. So, yeah, Christmas Eve. I'm ho- let, me, let me check something out here real quick. I don't know if I'm running too many things right now. And, and my hot cocoa's too hot. Can you guys hear me okay? I don't want to keep saying that over and over again. Oh, there we go. Oh, I wasn't seeing your comments in my other screen. <laughs> when I went to this screen, it was nothing. But... <laughs> I kept going, can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? And then I go over to this other screen, and it's just, <laughs> it's a bunch of people saying, I can hear you. Let me give you guys shout outs. Raymond, Joe Logan, Heaven MC one Gerard Campos, Humza Nasir, Nikolai Mishkin, Jab, Joe Logan, I I said you. Hey, you, hey guys, thank you for joining us with this, um, with this live stream. That's awesome. I gotta figure out a way to make myself not see me. That always, let me pop out the chat. There we go. If I look at myself, I get kind of sick to my stomach. Hey, location. Panda the gecko. So yeah, I got some fun stuff planned for our Christmas episode. Um, fun, fun being a little subjective, but I, I've come to the conclusion, I probably need, I probably do need to plan out these live streams a little bit better. So, uh, give me a second. Because a lot of times it's pretty freeform and you guys seem to like that, but I also like to have some content ready to go. So first off, what I'm going to do, that's, that's that's way too hot to drink. I'm going to tell you about some exciting new news with Dead Rabbit Radio. So I've always been thinking about doing different projects. I've always been thinking about staying with the Dead Rabbit Radio brand, but how do we... Hey, Johnny Thunder, how do we expand that? So I've talked about this when I do the live episodes. I talk about... Oh, it's you guys, there's too much wind outside. Let me shut this window. Let me shut this window location.
So, um, I've been talking about this on the Patreon. Hey, Fab- hey, Fab- hey, Fabio. Uh, 2 a.m. in Italy. Thanks for joining us. Um, I thought about doing a side podcast. I've talked about this on the Patreon Discord a couple times, and I've talked about it on the Patreon live stream. Um, I've thought about doing a spinoff podcast, and you guys can let me know how how you think it'll work. The problem is, is I'm com- I don't really know if it's a problem, but I keep coming across a lot of really dark stuff, really, really dark topics. And I know that's not the reason why a lot of people listen to the show. I know that there's a lot of people who who like the true crime, but they kind of like my approach where I'm not like super spooky. So yeah, I w- it's John Johnny Thunder kind of put the put it, put it. He said Doctor Carpenter after dark, something like that. I was going to have a podcast called Dead After Dark. It was going to be a weekly podcast where I talk about the spooky. I shouldn't say spooky stuff. I talk about the creepy stuff. There's a lot of stuff I come across, and and here's the thing. Every so often I'll be, every so often I'll say, oh man, I was watching this movie, I was watching Disney Zombies 2, and it was so disturbing, it was so creepy, and it, it is in relation to the other Disney Channel movies, but my version of creepy, my version of disturbing is way beyond what I think most normal people can handle, so I don't want to drop these stories into just a regular Dead Rabbit radio episode, but, um... I don't know if I'm going to do it as a separate podcast. I thought about just having on Fridays a bonus segment at the end of a regular episode. So a regular episode would still be 30 to 40 minutes. But then there would be an extra 15 minutes tacked on of a story that's completely disturbing. And I I threw that idea out on the uh, uh, live episode I do for the Patreons. It's the same episode you guys hear. They don't get extra content. They just get to hear... Well, I guess they do get some extra content because they hear all the stuff I cut out. But I uh, mentioned that to them, and I think it was Johnny Thunder. You you may correct me, but I think someone goes, Oh, dude, no, that would actually suck because... Hey, guy with the headphones. That would suck because imagine if you used Dead Rabbit Radio to fall asleep. And then you just let the episode play, and then it comes up, and I'm telling the story about a dude, like, killing his kid with a hammer. Which is actually a story that I have ready to go, but it's so disturbing. <laughs> I didn't just pull that one out of the ether. This story is so disturbing. It's a true crime story that's so disturbing. Even I just made that statement, and you're like, oh, that's not too bad, Jason. When you read the article, when you picture what actually happened, it's so disturbing. I read the article a couple months ago, and ever so often I'll think about it. I, I read words. I read words on a screen, and it was so terrifying what happened to this family. I still think about it from time to time. So, uh, do, so here's the thing. Do I want to have a podcast where I cover those types of stories? Do I want to... I don't think those type of stories are great for Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio has some creepy stuff. Dead Rabbit Radio has some dark stuff and sometimes some disturbing stuff. But this one's even... These stories are worse than the Spear Gun Murder. So yeah, there's just one of the behind... That's just one of the... Hey, Knowledge is Power and Video Ouija. Thanks for joining us. And free number 22 and number 9. That is just one of the things we're thinking about doing behind the scenes. Like, are we going to peel off... A piece of Dead Rabbit Radio for a darker thing. And then I have to ask myself, do I want to spit... Because I don't seek out those stories out, right? They just pop up while I'm researching true crime. And then... Um, 
I hope this isn't too boring for you. I'm almost done. But so I go, what do I do with these stories? Do I cover them? Are they too disturbing? So that's just one of the behind the scene things that we're thinking about. One thing we are going to do for the rest of the year going forward, if you're, if you love TikTok, we're going to be doing a lot of TikTok. And I think you're going to see a lot of true crime stuff on TikTok. So if you love Dead Rabbit Radio and you love true crime, sign up for the TikTok. And then. I know the, um, I know last time, or was it probably about two years ago, I announced I was making a video game. There's no, there's no update to that. You like that pause? There's no update to that. I have been thinking about making a video game, but I just don't have the skill. I did make a video game once in the past with RPG Maker, and it's a lot of fun. But I don't think, the second I announced I was going to do a video game, and people were like, dude, that sounds awesome, I thought, no. No, no, now people expect something good. But we won't do the video game. So, Guy with the Headphones, uh, talking about the Dead After Dark podcast, which is what we were going to call it, Dead After Dark, mentioned covering the Junko Fatara thing. And that's a story about a girl in Japan who was tortured over a course of days. And I don't know if it's the same one, the Hello Kitty murder, where eventually her head got chopped off and the skull was put into a... Hello Kitty backpack, but Junko Fatara, it's a very famous true crime story. This family, or these couple of guys, torture this girl over the course of three or four days. That would be too tame for Dead After Dark. The stories, thanks for that suggestion, but the stories that I have ready to go for Dead After Dark are worse than that. And it's just stuff that I don't even dig for. It's just me reading the daily news, <laughs> me reading the daily news and finding these horrific stories. And I have a whole bunch of them. Ready to go, but I just go, these are way too rough for Dead Rabbit Radio. Allison's Wake, thank you so much for the donation. Um, and thanks, she, uh, Allison's saying they don't know how long they'll be able to stay, but thank you very much. One day I will be your girlfriend. I, I look forward to that day, Allison's Wake. You have a very, very Merry Christmas. David Moon, great suggestion. David Moon wrote, team up with Max Kramer. And make the Dead Rabbit Radio game. Dude, Max Kramer, I love Max Kramer, and I have to hold back. Like, I I, sh- I should have I should have just done a Max Kramer week back in the day and got it out of my system. I have a bunch of Max Kramer stuff ready to go, too, but I go, I don't want to. I don't want to overload on Max Kramer. Like, the thing is, is, like, when you find a good thing, you have to be able to balance it out. Like, there's a lot of good... Um, hey, have a good one, guy with the headphones. Um, he said it out. There's a there is a lot of good. What's his name? What's that dude? Hans Wormhat stuff. But thank you. Yeah, I might, I might end up doing it. We'll we'll figure it out. Guy is talking about Dead After Dark again. There's a lot of really good Hans Wormhat. There's a lot of really good Hans Wormhat stuff. The problem is, is a lot of the stuff he says is so, I I understand why his YouTube channel gets banned all the time, because there are conspiracy theories that I would love to cover that this guy talks about, and I'm like, there's no way I can do it without getting banned, because I can dispute what he's saying, but by me, when you have to dispute uh, something insane, you have to state what they're saying, and then to dispute it. So when Hans Wormhat, don't take down my YouTube channel, please. When Hans Wormhat has a whole video 
about how <laughs> this is so bizarre. I've never heard this conspiracy theory before. I should cover it for season 17. At a certain point, you just got to go for it, right? Um, There is a... Hey, Florian. Hey, Knowledge is Power. Thanks for uh, uh, coming on out. And that would be cool with all those vehicles in the Dead Rabbit Radio video game. Hans Wormhout has a video that says slavery never existed. That there were no slaves in America. And <laughs> I wanted to cover that one for the longest time. And he's he does the same thing he does with all his conspiracy theories. He shows a photo of something and goes, that's not real. That never happened. Therefore, it's all fake. And I'm like, oh my god, how... It, it's good. Hey, Dave, thanks for the donation. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. And Joe Logan, thank you for the donation as well. You snuck by there, but Merry Christmas to you as well, sir. And yes, slightly rambling joy is a good way to put this. Merry Christmas to you too, Dave. He says that slavery never happened. I'd have to take a look at that, Nikolai. I'd have to take a look at that conspiracy, that uh, true crime story and take a look at it if it is dead after dark worthy. And that's another... I, I know this is super rambly. Let me continue with pew, we're gonna make a little grab here here's dead after dark i have something else to say about that here's hans Wormhat. we'll try I, I try to stay on tactic here hans Wormhat saying that slavery never existed it's that's actually a great conspiracy theory to tear apart and kind of see i love doing that here's why people would believe it here's why it's not true I think most people would just look at there like, I didn't even know that was a claim. I'd never heard that before. I've never heard anyone deny that there was any slave trade in America. So I'd love to do that. That's one of those things like right now. Tapeworm Archive, thanks for joining. Pearson W., thank you. This show is very underrated. I, I appreciate that comment. Merry Christmas to you, Tapeworm. I... There's stories that I want to cover, but the show, the show is still small. It's actually medium-sized now. I've actually been getting approached by sponsors, which is where I want the show to be. I want the show to be sponsored by people so we we can all sit back, relax, and just chill and enjoy the content. The Patreon, it warms my heart that you guys are giving me money, and everyone who's sent money over, I'm going to be adding you guys into the Carpenter Copter Ride. I love all that stuff, but I think it would just be nice if, if we didn't have to do anything Money wise, and you know, AT and T paid 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 me. They wouldn't. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't. But you know what I mean. Like I always want to put the onus on uh, companies, and everyone else just kind of enjoy the the fun, free content. Um. So yeah. Um. Uh, I want to do some more crazy conspiracy theories, but sometimes it's hard when your channel is small enough it can get nuked into existence. And then going back to kind of what Nikolai was saying about dead after dark and you guys seem to be responding pretty well to that the question always is because i he gave me an idea and i kind of looked over it and he goes would that be dead after dark worthy the thing about that is is that you when you do a show that's dark and disturbing you start to paint yourself into a corner very very quickly because what happens when you have a string of episodes that just aren't that dark or disturbing and people start to go, oh, the show used to be better. And then you start to double down and find the creepiest, most disturbing stories. A lot of times, see, what happens is I'll find a disturbing story that I'll find absolutely fascinating. You can say it's not just reading a list of horrible things. You can extrapolate it into conspiracy theory or make it kind of a paranormal event, like I did with the recent one about the um, 
the butcher of, of uh, Belize. I said, think about it. We have this serial killer, but he inspired all this other stuff. So it wasn't just me listing the ways these young girls died. And again, I, I left a lot of stuff out because I try to make this balance. One, I want to share a story with you. And it might be a little dark and depressing, more so than normal content. But I don't want to ruin your day or your week or your month. And when you get to these disturbing true crime stories, sometimes they stick with you. And, and you'll be going about your business and, you know, making making food for your kids. And then you turn around and you'll see your kids smiling and it reminds you of a story you heard on Dead Rabbit Radio, some tragic thing. I, I have to try to limit that stuff. To be honest, I don't try to cover stuff. Now, I will take stories and say, imagine you're in this situation. Imagine you're best friend is a serial killer that i'll do that but it's this weird fine line and what i want the show to be is i always want the show to be like i've always said it's your virtual friend it's you sitting there at work and me walking up to you and sitting down and going dude you won't believe what i read on the internet that's the story that's the show that's 100 percent the show root snoot snoot thank you for joining us joe john goey gooey thank you and good god Rilla. Astro Knight, really, really appreciate it. Astro Knight, it's middle of the night for them, but thanks for coming out. I, Merry Christmas to you too, John. I, um, that's, and so if you're a friend, which is cool, but imagine, imagine if your friend's constantly coming to you and telling you the most disturbing, dark stuff, you know. So again, again, it might, it might seem weird because the show does get dark and does get disturbing from times. And you guys do, Jason, you'll do stories about serial killers and cannibals and, People turn it into poop and all sorts of stuff. This stuff, again, is a little darker. So, I don't know. We may end up doing Dead After Dark. We're going to do more TikTok stuff. That's what I was saying. No dances. I'm not going to do dances. But I'm going to lean real heavy into the TikTok. I think before I was trying to... I don't want... Okay. First off, if you guys have any questions, throw them at me. Because I don't want to spend the whole time talking about behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't know how interested you guys are in that stuff. But I'm going to be... Basically, I'm going to be doing way more TikTok. I'm going to be doing TikToks as they happen. Kamau, Kokai, Taylor, thank you so much for the donation. Let me know if I even came close to pronouncing your name. You will get a shout out on the show. Thank you very much. Um, my thing is... Sorry. For the first time, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, perfect. I said it fine the first time. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because... I've already, already forgot how to say it. Kamau Kakai. See, I lost the magic right there. Um, David Moon asked, if you get sponsors for the show, would that affect the tone and content? No. I would only... See, this is what's interesting. The show's been on for 801 episodes. So the show is the show. If I got a sponsor 50 episodes in or 100 episodes in or 400 episodes... Even 400 episodes pushing it. But if you have a sponsor early on, you don't know what type of show is. They don't know what type of show is, so they're going to help direct the direct the um, the content. That uh, so when now at this point, anyone who invests in the show, anyone who does a sponsorship in the show, they can listen to any episode at random in the number one episodes. They get the tone. I and there's all what's great is there's a lot of sponsors who work with disturbing true crime podcasts, like really really dark disturbing stuff. So the sponsors in the podcast world, that wouldn't affect it at all. It, it Really, if anything, YouTube is the thing that kind of limits what I can sometimes talk about. 
Nikolai Mishkin brought up my comment about I hate TikTokers, they enrage me, which is true. That's actually I, I can't I don't know what it is. It's the the faces they make. It it makes me super mad. I can't spend any time on there. Jabel says, Merry Christmas, everyone. Get your Earth First recordings in. And a couple of people have mentioned Earth First as well. And I want to thank you so much, Jabel, and everyone else who brought that up. I want you guys to do this Earth First thing. It'll be so fun. You have until January 31st. I push back the deadline. The next, like the next, for the two weeks in January, I'm going to be hitting it every day. Get it in, get it in, get it in. I remember I was supposed to do a, hi, Liz. I was supposed to do a, I wasn't supposed to do, but they had this thing, I remember, for the Dark Knight Rises. This is where I got the idea. You know that big scene where everyone's in that pit going, uh, burn, 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 whatever they're saying, I don't remember what it was. Um, Hans Zimmer said, hey guys, I want you guys to record yourselves going, the fire rises, the fire rises, or something like that, and send it in, and I was like, oh, I'm totally gonna do this. I'm totally going to do this in every day. I had all the recording gear, right? This was before Dead Rabbit Radio, but I had all the recording gear. And every day passed by and I didn't do it and I didn't do it and I didn't do it. And I, I was just too busy doing other stuff and I wasn't really doing anything. I was just sitting in my chair. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I didn't do it. And then I went to go. <laughs> Luckily, the movie sucked, right? The Dark Knight Rises sucks. But I thought about it as I was sitting in that, during that scene when everyone's going, the fire rises, the fire. I thought, you dummy, you're so lazy. You could have been in a Batman movie had you gotten off your butt. You didn't have to get off your butt. The recording stuff was all just around you. You didn't have to go anywhere. You could have been in a Batman movie, but you were too lazy. And that was one of those things in my life I thought, wow, I missed out. The movie sucked, but... Still would have been cool in Batman movies. So I want you guys, don't be like me. Don't be like me in this situation. Send it in. Send in your Earth first. I think you'll have a lot of fun. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun remixing it. In the next break, we're going to start be doing reruns again. Liz Wren asks, what's your top five Christmas-themed movies? That's a really, really interesting question. And I'm going to just go off the top of my head because I don't know... I don't know them all. But, um... Top five. I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, obviously, because that hot reindeer's in it. I really like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I really liked... There was an old movie. I don't know if it was a Christmas movie. <laughs> it was about chariots has been her. No, I'm just joking. There was an old movie I saw. There's only two people that remember this movie, but some of you might remember it. It was a musical. I think it took place at Christmas time. It was a musical in the 1960s about three secretaries about to be replaced by a computer. And the movie was in the 1960s, so the computer was like the size of a wall. And it was this hunky guy who came in and, and was installing the computer, and the three secretaries were like, well, what, ab oh, what about us? What about us working gals? And he's like, oh, toots. I don't know if that was a Christmas movie, but I find that movie so fascinating. I was able to find the title of it one day. I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas movie. Maybe Santa Claus brought the, brought the computer. I don't know. And then, oh, fave, top five Christmas movies. I have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Another movie I don't even know if it is a, a Christmas movie. And then, um, I really like that movie Advent Calendar. That's a Christmas movie. I don't know if I'd put it in my top five. Obviously, you could say like Die Hard. Scrooged. Scrooged is a good Christmas movie. 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know that was a fun themed question. Uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, that took place at Christmas. Yeah, Ira, yes, not everyone enjoys the true crime stuff. I totally understand that. I like it, so I just kind of sprinkle it in, but I try not for it to be too heavy. Tapeworm, you should track down that TikTok girl. Because as annoying as they are, I mean, they're still fun to hang out with, right? I'm assuming. I actually don't. I know a couple of people who do TikTok. I don't I don't hang out with them either, so maybe not. Video Ouija asked, how many times should I say Earth first? I'd say three, four, five. I would say like five or six. So I'll take the best takes and we'll fit them in there and everything. I've heard Nikolai's talking here about... Um, Mr. Ball, and yeah, his, his channel's been around for a while. I've seen a lot of... I don't know if I've ever seen... I'm, I'm sure I've seen a Mr. Ball in video. Dave is talking about... The first scene of The Dark Knight Rises... It might be the most memed thing. It was one of those things like everyone went and saw Dark Knight Rises. And that was the one that got shot up, right? In Colorado. I remember I went opening night. Did I ever tell you... About my weird experience at the movie theater for The Dark Knight Rises. It wasn't in Colorado. It wasn't that weird, but I was here in town. And I was watching it at my local movie theater. They had a Dark Knight marathon. So you showed up, and it was Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. Now, I, I had seen The Dark Knight like six or seven times in the movie theater at this point. And I'd never seen Batman Begins in the movie theater, and I'd only seen it like once. I don't really like Batman Begins that much. And this was the opening night for The Dark Knight Rises. So we're sitting there in Colorado. It's so weird. And I remember, I think I was super drunk or something like that. And I remember feeling really out of place because I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to dress up as, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, basically the only person I could realistically dress up as would be the Penguin. But I was like, I, I, I think I ended up, I wasn't actually going to wear like a latex Catwoman outfit or anything. But I had like on a Batman hat, Batman shirt, things like that. And I showed up. And so it was playing at two movie theaters. They had uh, this Batman marathon going on at two movie theaters. And they said, oh, pick one. You can go to either one. It's, it's the same. So I went to theater A. And I get in there. And I very rarely feel out of place. That's true. I guess I, I guess that's not true. I do feel out of place. But this time I actually felt feeling out of place. And there was my Batman hat, my Batman shirt. And every other single person in that theater is like a Chad or a Stacy. To use those internet terms, they were a bunch of jocks. Those are the terms we use. They're a bunch of jocks, like really broad-shouldered, really good-looking dudes, really hot girls. And I'm thinking... Why are they like I get I get that Batman's just not for nerds, but I thought it was weird. I'm like, where are all where are all the nerds? Am I the only nerd here? And they're like, and so they all don't come for Batman Begins. They all start to kind of filter in as that one ends. They're there to see the Dark Knight, and by the time the Dark Knight Rises is going to start, it's packed full of dudes. It's packed full of like good looking people. Not nerds. So, at some point, I ended up go, leaving my theater to go to the bathroom or something like that. And I saw, for whatever reason, Theater B, people were coming out. They were cosplaying. <laughs> Guy comes out dressed up like the penguin. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Everyone coming out. Like, I saw a bunch of people dressed up, having a good time. And I was thinking, 
why am I not in that theater? I think I would chill more with these people. How did I end up in this theater? That's not even the weird thing. I remember we're sitting there, and the movie is almost, Dark Knight is almost over. We're getting ready for the premiere of The Dark Knight Rises. Now, coincidence? Probably. We're sitting there, and it's right towards the end of The Dark Knight, and all of a sudden, Imagine that noise, but for much longer. And it's we hear this loud noise. And it's so loud, it's louder than the movie. So Batman's going like, Joker, you'll never get anything to blow up. And Joker's like, I'll see, I'll see you in the sequel. And then... People started to get up. I was too drunk to move at this point. People start to get up because this noise is so overpowering. It's so loud. I'm still sitting there. And someone goes, some some mook, some goon opens the door and it's like, Hey, everybody, look it. It's raining out. And it was one of the loudest rainstorms I've ever been in or been around i mean it sounded like someone slit the sky open and just millions of gallons were coming out it was so loud it was louder than a blockbuster movie and this went on for a couple minutes right this went on for probably like 10 15 minutes this loud rainstorm and it got to the point where this we'd all seen the dark knight a hundred times we're like looking I remember sitting there, clearly sitting in the middle of the theater, and everyone's kind of looking where this guy's like, look, there's rain out, and he has the door open, and you can see the rain come down, and other people are getting up and looking outside. It's so loud, and the rain is so violent, people are leaving their seats. And then I watched The Dark Knight Rises, and that movie totally sucked. Like, I always try to find some sort of redeeming value in that movie. The opening, right? The opening's fun, Dave. But I ended up, I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of let down one of my favorite trilogies. One of my favorite single movies in the middle of a trilogy, I should say. I always thought that the best Dark Knight Rises was actually the James Bond movie, Skyfall. That was, if you took that movie and turned it into a Batman movie, it's perfect. But, I get home, I walk home, I downloaded Arkham Asylum, and bought it, and I was going to play it when I got home. And I walk home, and I go to turn on my Steam so I can start playing Arkham Asylum, and the headlines immediately pop up. Shooting in Colorado. Guy walks into The Dark Knight Rises. I've been to that movie theater, I believe, because I used to have family out in that area, so I'd go out and visit uh, and go see movies. <laughs> it's not like it really matters whether or not it was at the movie theater. I don't know if I'm trying to flex on you guys, but I go home, and I was like, what i'm reading this stuff like at two in the morning i'm like oh my god someone walked into a movie theater and opened fire like this is a this was my place like this is a place i always go to movie theaters this is some place i enjoy someone's doing i mean it'd be like someone walking into a uh oscars show or someone walking into a theater production not like a movie but a play and i'm reading these headlines i'm like oh my god dude this is awful and i started to think and maybe it took a day or two but 
when more news was coming out, when he walked in to open fire and what scene it was, I think it was the scene where Felicia, the black widow, black, what's her name? Black cat, uh, black canary, um, Catwoman, is handing over her shoe to some guard or something like that. That was the scene apparently when he came in with shooting. And based on the time difference, based on the dis- distance between Oregon and Colorado, I think that shooting was taking place while that rain was pouring down. It was like a sign. Coincidence? Most likely, right? It has to rain at a certain point. But it was just so loud and the rain was so violent it's weird it's almost like that that stereotype like the angels were crying type of thing it was so if if i was the only one who noticed it, i would just figure i was too drunk in the movie theater i was noticing but other it was so loud and so sudden other people were checking it out and it would have happened at the same time so that is i don't know i mean I had started the story and I had to finish it, but halfway through I go, this isn't very Christmassy. This isn't a very Christmassy story either. Hey, hey, Lon, uh, Lanike, uh, hey, Lanny, Lanny, Akia. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us there. And an idea guy. I think you, I think you were sneaking in right now too. And Freaksus, thank you for joining us. I always have fun doing these live streams. I want, what I want to do is have it be more organized. That's kind of, where I would want to see it. But then I got to like think like what would you guys want in a live stream? Oh no, where'd you go? There you go. Like if that's the question like what do you guys want? No, where'd you go? I need you. Sorry, I'm I'm making the chat disappear. What you guys would want in a live stream? Like I've been thinking about talking about all the stuff that I want to do with the show cuz we're not going anywhere, right? The show's going to stay the show. I'd like to get sponsors so I could spend money on advertising and make the show grow and then the show gets bigger and I can cover more controversial stuff and then that way when someone goes to shut down the channel I could go well I have 100,000 I have 100,000 listeners so you know it's a lot harder to shut down a channel not impossible but it's not it's a lot harder to shut down a channel like that I want to write a book I'm going to write a book based on some of the craziest stories I've covered on the show so I, that's my goal for next year. I'm going to take 15, 20 stories, maybe do some additional research. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't do that. I'm too busy. But it's not just going to be copy and pasted transcripts from the art from the show. It's going to be new stuff. So if you're a huge fan of that, that'd be awesome. Johnny Thunder says call-in segments. The thing with call-in segments, it's a technological issue. It's very, very expensive to do call-in segments on a podcast. I, you could maybe do them on YouTube. But here's my thing. If I was doing a call-in segment, I would want you to hear... I wouldn't want to do um, people typing in questions. Like, for a live stream, it's fine. But if I was going to do a show where people are doing call-in, I want you to be able to hear their voices. That's very expensive. It's very expensive. And then you gotta you got to worry about the... Um, you got to get worried about the um, the sound quality. I cannot listen to podcasts that are recorded over live stream. And it's funny. There's a little asterisk to that. Hey, Short Circuit. Hey, hey, relevant, irrelevance. Thanks for joining. Um, 
Malangye Pasco means Merry Christmas, apparently, in Revelant irrelevance uh, language, so that's awesome. Nick goes, what about a book with my own stories? You know, the thing is, is fiction is harder to sell. And I'm all, I'm all about doing this to get this level of success. You do this, you get this level of success. You could go really high and write these fictional novels and write a trilogy, and the chances are you'll still get this level of success. Does that make sense? Like, if you can bust your butt, you get nothing, or you can do a medium amount of work and get a medium amount of success. Does that make... You're like, Jason, that's the worst attitude thing. I've always been of the opinion that I'm a jobber. Like, a wrestler, I'm the guy who shows up, puts in work, Every single round, every single match, every single state, that's my attitude. I'm not trying to be Hulk Hogan. I'm trying to be the guy who has the super long career and I don't blow my knees out. I'm not paralyzed from the neck down. It's interesting. Like there, It's that you could, you could burn out super fast. You can become a huge hit and then just disappear. You run out of content. Um, you let weird market forces determine what you're going to talk about and you let the fans pull you one way and the industry pull you another way and you don't I'm not that I'm not that I'm that jobber so I I could take a chance and I could write fictional stories and I have a bunch of fictional stories in my head but a lot of times they're just either too esoteric or they're not well written enough a lot of times with my writing people go there's no tone when you write, like you write and it's funny or you write and it's scary, but there's no tone. The location doesn't have a feeling. I don't have an emotion. You know what I mean? So my, I'm not the best fiction writer, but I'm a really, really good nonfiction writer. So I would like to do some nonfiction stuff about like a book about Bigfoot, a book about the craziest UFO alien abductions, a book about the creepiest true crime. And these are books that would be easy to put together. They'd be easy to sell. And it's on brand. It's on brand for me. Let's take a look here. Sorry, I didn't mean to burp. Ross Wood mentioned it has a good point. Um, stream on a different platform with less rules. That is something that pops up a lot in conspiracy theory content or really any content that can get you banned. And the issue is, is that I could go on to, what, what are the other ones? There's the big one, like um, Mashup or uh, something. There's a big rumble or whatever. Um, there's not enough of an audience and the platform, the, the technology never seems to work for me either. I, I'm not rumble. There's the other, um, Bitfeed, Bitswallow or something like that. The point is, is like, you can do that. You can leave behind YouTube and go to a place that has less rules, but you're also leaving behind Google's search engine. And the only reason I'm on YouTube is for the comments and for the search engine. People who type stuff into Google, they'll find the video, they'll find me. You type in weirdest Bigfoot encounters, the chances are you're going to find me. If you type in Mormon Bigfoot, you're definitely going to find me, and that's all because of that Google search rhythm. If I'm on Rumble or BitChute, I think that was the other one, you don't have the, the, basically you're just posting videos. You have a very small amount of people who will watch them and um, they're not easy to be found. Google's shutting all that stuff down. Oh, and Nick was saying a book with my personal stories. That is a, I thought he meant like my fictional stories. That is very, very on the table, likely. 
I could write a book. I could write a book just about shadow people, and I think people would enjoy it. There's these old, there's these truisms, and I've stated one of them on the show all the time. I love this one. I, I learned this a long time ago, and it's funny if you listen to a lot. If you listen to early Dead Rabbit, I'm more skeptical. If you listen to early Dead Rabbit Radio, I'm more skeptical. And it's not that I'm more, I'm less skeptical now. I'm still skeptical. I just think, I mean, after about 10 episodes or 20 episodes, whatever it was, I go, it's really boring. There's some stuff that can totally be shot down, like the Wedge of Ayud, which I still get hate mail to this day, because I said that wasn't true. There are certain things that are skeptical. You look at it and you go, this isn't true, and there's evidence showing it's not true. But imagine, like all these ghost stories they're telling, all these alien stories, imagine I was doing 800 episodes, and in the end of each one I go, but it's not true. We don't have any proof that this happened. It's probably just some guy making it up. That got old really quick. I I, I don't know how much I did that early on, but I was like, nah, this, is, this isn't entertaining. It definitely wasn't entertaining to me. I I would say everything that I cover, this is interesting. I've never, I don't think I've ever stated this before. Everything that I cover, unless I specifically talk about this has been debunked, like the Wedge of Ayud, like Vril, something like that, I would say I don't cover stuff that I don't believe is possible. Sometimes I'll talk about fairy tales. Sometimes I'll talk about urban legends. That's a little bit different because we can go, here's the origin of the urban legend. But I don't think I've ever really covered a cryptid sincerely. And then after I got done recording, I go, ha, 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 those roofs, I, I wouldn't believe that at all. I think even the most ludicrous alien invasion story, I think, well, it could be true. I mean, this, and I always go, the people could just be having some sort of nervous breakdown, which to me, I don't like it when they lie. If someone's mistaken, if someone has this big story and it turns out they made a mistake, I'm totally down with that. If people have this big, long story and it turns out they have some sort of mental illness, I'm still down with that, but they need to get treated. But there's always the option that this one's real. I don't like when people lie. I don't like pranks and things like that. Um. Yeah, no, Nikolai. Yeah, no. When he was saying my own stories, that's so funny. I was thinking about fiction. You know, because I have those... Like, I've been coming up with stories since I was a kid. Like, it's spy, spy stories, karate chopping people in the necks and these huge intergalactic stories and things like that. And that is the type of stuff that I love. I love telling those stories to myself when I'm out walking. Before I go to bed, I still tell these stories to myself. I don't know if anyone's interested in that type of thing. Yeah, D-Live, Odyssey, those are other ones Johnny Thunder's mentioning. Um... Nikolai says, I can upload bonus episodes that YouTube won't allow to Telegram. I kind of got hoodwinked onto Telegram the other day. I don't really even know what Telegram is. Um, my The people I order my stickers through. I got to mail some more of these out. This is the official Dead Rabbit Radio Carpenter Copter sticker here. When you are a supporter of the show. Hey, and you guys who are supporting on the live streams, you can send me your address. <laughs> Try not to rip me off, okay? Don't say that you were someone else who did donate, but these Carpenter Copter stickers, when you are when you fly the Carpenter Copter in an episode where I'm, when I'm saying, hey, you know, this, you get this official badge mailed out to you. It says Carpenter Copter Pilot, and at the bottom it is Basque is the language. It's uh, Ziamenonok as Dira Existence, which means monkeys don't exist. This is the sticker you get 
um, when you join the Patreon or when you support through here financially as well. I, I got to send a bunch. I'm behind. But um, the people who I buy my stickers from said, hey, if you sign up for Telegram, you'll be entered to win a $500 gift certificate. And I'm really good at winning stuff. I'm really good at winning sweepstakes and things like that. So I signed up, not really knowing what Telegram was. And then, she doesn't listen to the show, so I can say that. And then, like, I signed up to Telegram, and I was like, oh, okay. Boop. Within maybe, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes. I don't know I don't know if this is the only people who are on Telegram, right? But after maybe 20 or 30 minutes, an old friend of mine, actually an old roommate of mine, I used to live with this girl for about a year or two. I was the nanny of her kid. I helped take care of her kid because she was a nurse, and she was a single mom. Then 20, 30 minutes of me joining Telegram, she starts sending me rumble. And she's like, I haven't talked to her. And she's a lovely person. I haven't talked to her in maybe two years, three years. Hey, Jason, what's up? And then she begins sending me super hardcore conspiracy theory videos. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I haven't heard from you so long. But I know what your view is on all these political issues of the past 12 months. And she's like, oh, you know, I go, what are you doing on Telegram? She asked me, what are you doing on Telegram? I go, um, the company that I buy stickers from said I might win money if I joined. What are you doing on Telegram? And she goes, it's the only place you can find the truth. And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. But so apparently Telegram is like, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Telegram is like BitChute or DLive. It's a place where people who feel like the content is being suppressed in other places, they go to Telegram. And I'm assuming it's like a Twitter thing? Like, people send messages? But it's weird because I don't have feeds. That's not true. <laughs> I keep getting messages from the sticker company. But yeah, so... The idea of putting a bonus episode on Telegram... The question... Because here's the thing. I've always thought, like... What if I started doing Twitch? What if, which I won't. What if I started do what I love? Here's the thing. I want to share things I love with you and still interact with you. That's what I'm trying to work out. That's what I'm trying to figure out what to do with this show. Why, wh this is how I envision it. I would love to have like a movie night. Like, and this would be for everyone. Patreons, regular people. A once a week or maybe once every two weeks. We've tried doing this in the past before. It, it doesn't really work out. But I want to do a movie night where we can all watch a movie and talk about it together. But they, there's copyright violations. There's technology viol or copyright rules. There's technology rules and stuff like that. And I could do it on Twitch. But what happens is now I'm asking the people who listen to the podcast and do the YouTube. Now I'm asking them to download a brand new program or go to this new website and sign up. and that. So I am trying to... Make it. I want to make it as easy as possible for you guys to listen to the show. So that means if I have to get you on Facebook, or I get you on TikTok, or I get you on YouTube, or I get you on the podcast, I want to make it as easy as possible. Once I start gating things and saying, if you want to get this particular episode, it's a little more hardcore than you're used to, but you have to go to Telegram to do it, you're going to easily lose 90% of your people. Because I have to think, who, what podcasters would I download a program to listen to outside of a podcasting app? And there's not many. And I understand that I'm in that same realm. So I mean, that's an interesting work because there is stuff that I, there's stuff that I want to cover when I say it might be too controversial for YouTube, or sometimes I decide that's more of stuff 
I'm trying to, I can't really put my finger on a particular conspiracy theory off the top of my head, but there are times where I'm like, do I want to cover this? Is it worth the headache through YouTube? And sometimes that's just content really as well. Like the past three episodes of Dead Rabbit Radio has been, I have not monetized on YouTube. They've just been pretty dark. Um, And so that cuts into that. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the inside scoop. I make $3 a day. I make $3 a day on YouTube. If I don't monetize my video, I make a dollar that day. So it does cut in when when I have certain content in there and I'm like, I'm not going to sell any ads on this. But I see I don't stop doing the content. That's the thing. This last three episodes, this last three episodes cost me $9. I wasn't able to do the the advertisable content. I'm talking about the Butcher of Belize. I'm talking about, I think I got ads on the last one. The one about the guy banging the goat and the, and the elevator story. I love that one. But yeah, but yeah, um, that is um, kind of where we're at. And I want to go back to these comments here real quick. Uh, I see a couple of you guys talking about your favorite episodes. Relevant Irrelevance brings up the kids in Miami. That was such a great episode. Um, the kids in Miami versus the forces of hell. What an awesome, that was, I give uh, all the credit for that episode to the journalist of the new Miami newspaper. I mean, what a great on the ground investigation. I love, I love good journalism. Nikolai Mishkin favorites episode is the grim reaper aliens caused the black plague. I actually have this got beat out. Uh, there was a close one. I have an episode to start off season 17. That is so dope. And it's along those lines. It, so in the end, I did the Butcher of Belize. I because I, I was like, I got to tell the story. I have a passion to tell this super spooky story about these serial killers that literally could be standing next to you. I got to do the story before Christmas time. I was super energetic, but I got sent a story a couple days ago. I think it was Sunday that is along the same lines as the Grim Reaper aliens caused the Black Plague. It was the episode that basically the aliens were spotted and they are wearing the cloaks and that's where the idea of the Grim Reaper came from and these ships showed up and they were releasing this gas. I got something like that coming up. It was sent to me by one of you guys. I don't want to give it away, but it's that same premise, but updated. So so maybe that is giving that away, but... um, Raychet5... Talking about favorite episodes, says there's theirs was the werewolf. Their favorite episode was the werewolf from Van Helsing, the story in the night and the days after man. And I don't, re- I don't remember that episode. Um, let's see here. Um, Ira Onuk says the haunted apartment stream. I don't remember that one either. I've done a lot here. Oh, you know what? I want to give you, dude. You guys are so impressive. You guys are John, John Gooey. John Gooey's now looking for me on Telegram. I gotta say this, dude. You guys are so impressive to me, and here's why. You guys, this to me shows how smart this audience. I can't even pronounce the word smart. Shows how smart this audience is. A couple weeks ago, I did. Let me see if I can pull this back up. I did a segment about the the writing on my wall. And it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a prank. You like my spooky pants? Right there. 
right here on this wall, you can't see it at all from here. But I said you could see the word Satan or something. S-T-R, don't know what the rest of the stuff is. I did an episode on that. We talked about it on an episode. Not, not a single one of you, not one that I can recall, not one, saw that. <laughs> not one of you guys. All of you guys were like, what are you talking about? There's nothing there. And I thought that is so interesting because normally... When someone points, because other people who have come over, people who have sat in here, they go, oh yeah, no, there's something on that wall. But normally when someone points something out like that, even if you don't see it at first, just by saying it, you'll see it. And not a single one of you was, and again, it was authentic. I wasn't trying to manipulate you. I wasn't trying to pull a trick, but none of you guys said, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it, which makes me think that you're not easily persuadable. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you hear white noise, sometimes you don't hear what it says, and then someone goes, oh, it says they chopped off my foot, and then you listen to it again, you're like, oh, yeah, it does say I chopped off my foot. Usually, people are more suggestible, but not a single one of you want to do that. Relevant irrelevance, (laughs) radio represents mope. I love mope. I love doing that whole episode. That was great. I love Mope. Let's see here. So, yeah, we've been talking about the movie nights. I just don't... Here's the thing. So, I know there's that platform. I think it's still around called, like, SciTube, where you load up. Have a good run, Rosswood. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. You load up movies into... I think it's called SciTube. You load up movies in, and then you guys can watch them all together. That was easy to do, right? But here's the thing. I can't do that. I can't I can't announce on the podcast, hey, guys, I'm going to be violating several copyright laws this Friday. Come and join us. We're going to watch Mope and Advent Calendar. Because I, that's <laughs> super illegal, and I'd get busted. There's ways around that. They have the Amazon party where you and 100 of your closest friends, I think it's 100, can watch an Amazon movie together on Amazon Prime. That would work, but again, you'd have to have Amazon Prime. You can only be in the United States. So there, I, I have to do... This This is a business. This is a business, so I can't do stuff that... I can't announce illegal actions on the podcast, basically, because it would get shut down pretty quickly. And if the right people found out, it would the penalties would be pretty severe. I would love to do a movie night, though. I would absolutely love to do a movie night. See, Twitch, I think the rules might be a little different. I could just say, like, join me on Twitch. But I don't know. We got to work all that stuff out. I need to bring someone over. I got to bring I got to bring someone over to kind of show me how to set up all of that. What is that? ODB type of thing. Let's take a look here. Some more questions. I love doing this, guys. Hey, thanks for hanging out. And I hope you guys are having a fun Christmas Eve as well. Someone said, I saw this and I did not recognize this episode. Where did it go? Something about an airport? About kids missing at an airport? Who said that? Roy, what episode is it where a child's abducted from a Spanish airport? I don't... I don't remember. I don't remember. There was actually an episode I mentioned in... 
yesterday's episode where I talked about giant spiders. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I've covered that twice before on my show. I covered it with the Jabba Fofi, and I covered it with the singing spider. And I went to, or I covered it with the spider in Paris, and I went to go find it in the show notes. I don't think I've ever done that story. I asked on the Discord to go, have I ever done a story about a giant spider coming out of the Paris catacombs? And everyone was like, I never heard that one. That's like my favorite story. If I haven't done that story, the singing spider, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like this spider that comes out and it's like, la, 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 la. And the dude's like frozen and the cop's like trying to shoot this spider. But this, have I not covered that one? I'm pretty sure that I did. Pretty sure that I did. Um, Nick, yeah, that's a famous episode. Um, the nightmare sitting at the, at the breakfast table. I love that one. A Joe Logan, Max Kramer's episode. Yeah, the man who was... That was a hard episode to do. It's really hard. That Max Kramer, the guy who wants to kill you and wear your skin. Sometimes it's fun when you're looking at these paranoid delusions and I'm having a ball reading them. But then reading them back to you, it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. So, like, Hans. I've talked about this before, but the very first Hans episode was hard like i almost had i almost quit i'm almost quit i think i've told the story before but i'll tell it again because it's been a long time i had just recorded the vampire sex cult of the yerba buena which to this day that was episode 150 to this day i still think it's the best episode i've ever done and it's not to knock every other episode i've done i say most of my episodes are average to most of them are average right that's why it's called average there's a couple of episodes that Early on, that are kind of below average, but I think for the most part, the show is above average. Right? I guess if it's constantly above average, that's the new average. But and then there's peaks of greatness, and that's the same way the nightly news works. Like for the most part, the nightly news is just a thing, and then every so often something happens. Olympics comes to town, or horrible tragedy, and the news is super enthralling for a week, and then it goes back to just being the nightly news. And that's how I've always envisioned Dead Rabbit Radio. It's a nightly news program. And it's just constantly coming coming out. Constant information coming out. I'm not waiting for the best stories to break. I'm finding, is the way I look at it, I'm finding obscure stories and I'm finding great stories and I'm kind of pulling them out. And then I'm sitting next to you at work and going, you won't believe what I just read on the internet. That's the setup for the show. The Vampire Sex Cult of Yerba Buena. I love the story. It's a story I'd never heard of before. It has a start. A middle and an ending, like the story itself just it perfectly wraps up. It's great. And then I had to sit down, and on Tuesday, I had spent a week planning the Vampire Sex Cult to Yerba Buena. I actually had come across that story way before and was kind of going through it. Oh, Ira Onok, I know what you're talking about now. Um, the one about the airport with the kid missing. Yeah, I think it was the nanny vanished. Like, slipped into another universe, the nanny and the kid or something like that, Yeah. But, um, yeah, I had to sit down. I had spent a week doing, I was doing the other episodes, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do this episode. It's going to be one episode about vampire sex school to your Buene. And I was writing it in my head, which I very rarely do. A lot of times I'll read the stories, take notes, and then I'm, I'm recording that day. But this one, I just really kind of let it simmer for a while. Did it on a Monday Tuesday comes, and I have to record a brand new episode, and it was Monkeys Don't Exist, and I'm like, this is madness. This guy is nuts, and I remember recording the episode, 
and I was sweating while I was recording it. That episode, Monkeys Don't Exist, probably took me two or three hours to record, and it's like maybe 30 minutes long. Normally, when you listen to an episode that's 40 minutes long, it took me an hour to record and two hours to edit. So each episode takes three hours to make. That's not including research. That adds on another two hours at least. And I'm sitting there, and it's hour two or three. And and this was back in the day, so I would record episodes. A lot of times nowadays, I can record episodes in advance. But back then... And, and I still do this too, but back then, all the time, if you heard an episode Tuesday night, I had just got done recording it that day. I had just gotten off work, and I walked into my room, my little studio, whatever you want to call it, and I sat down and I began recording a podcast. And then I would edit it, and then I would release it. So there's not, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room, it was just like the nightly news. Now I've learned how to kind of plan ahead. But anyway, so I remember recording... Monkeys don't exist. And I'm like, this sucks. This is awful. This is just me reading a list of crazy things. And I was just sweating. I was like, the show's over. I can't top the last episode. And it's funny because nobody, nobody else says the Vampire Sex Cult of Yerbabwene is their favorite episode. But I remember thinking, there's no way I can top it. Anything I do is going to be a letdown. But it would. here's the thing. If I was just doing a story about a ghost, I could probably wiggle it. But I'm just reading off the ramblings of this madman. Hans, Hans Wormhat is nuts. And I remember sitting there and I thought, what if I present Hans Wormhand as a real person? It's the very, very first time I ever use that narrative device. I use it I use it sparingly now. I use it for you. A lot of times I'll give you a voice and I'll say, well, you say, Jason, the show's not perfect. You probably should have listened to people. The, uh, I'll do that to kind of interject into it. But having Hans Wormhat on the show was the very first time, and that allowed me to tell that story. That allowed me to put the... And it's not like I didn't have any shame in saying the stuff. It wasn't I was, I was like, oh, no, what if they think I believe it? It wasn't like that. It was just me going, he believes this, 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 this. And it's not... It's a funny list. So I created the Hans Wormhat. We go into his house, and he's putting his hand on his, his long arm. is reaching across, and it's rubbing you on the knee. And it's just this very uncomfortable, claustrophobic feel, and that episode worked. That's when I was like, okay, maybe I can actually do this. Because episode 150 sounds like a lot. That was only, because remember, five episodes a week, that was what? That would have been what? Uh, eight months into it? Maybe less, maybe six months into the show. Thought not. Thank you so much for the donation. Really appreciate that. We'll get you in the Carpenter Copter. So, yeah, that is the... Um, I don't know how I got off on that thing. But, yeah, that Hans Warm Hat, that was a tricky one. And, um, yeah, thought not. Thank you so much for that. So, yeah, the episode with the um, nanny. It's so funny because there's so many, 801 episodes, right? And that's around 1,600 stories. And I 100% mean it. I 100% mean OBS. That's what I was talking about, guys. Um, I 100% mean it when I say I don't expect you to listen to every episode. Some of you guys do, and that's totally awesome. But I have friends of mine who say, oh, sorry, I haven't listened to the show lately. I was like, that's fine. That's a big commitment, right, to listen to something a half hour a day. So if you catch an episode a week or you listen to every episode, I really, really appreciate it. Let's take a look here.
Yeah, so a lot of a lot of you guys are saying, okay, so hey you says they remember the singing spider story, but no one else does. So maybe they are from the um the sp- singing spider alternate universe. George Patton has an interesting comment comment. He says, I think the vampire sex cult episode is the point where the show really grew its beard. Where the early installment weirdness ended and the Dead Rabbit Radio really started as we know it now. That's an interesting uh, way of looking at it. I've always tried figuring out where the breaking points are in the show. Because I feel like the show... I Here's the thing. It's really hard for me to listen to past episodes because a lot of it sounds super, super cringy. But so I think we have like the cringe period. I think we have like the cr- like cringy jokes and stuff in the beginning. Um, Tyler looked up that nanny episode. It's episode 547. I've tried figuring out where. Thank you, Tyler, for looking that up. Uh, and St. James, thank you for the donation. And they specific- this is interesting. I know I keep jumping around and I hope you guys are, are enjoying this as you're washing your dishes. We're just enjoying Christmas time. St. James asked, they they are uh, were generous enough to donate for the live stream. Really appreciate that. Appreciate that. And they said, can I be in a military-themed episode? That's an interesting, I'm definitely writing that down. That's an interesting thing. When people donate, people donate to the Patreon or the or this. It's really, they're really taking a gamble, aren't they? Because it's possible they could end up in an episode that is perfectly like their... They're like, oh, I'm a huge fan of true crime. I hope I'm on a true crime episode. And then they end up on an episode that's so grotesque, a cannibal episode, where I got called a corporophiliac freak. <laughs> Someone was eating raviolis. I forgot who it was. I laughed so hard when they left the YouTube comment. I forgot who it was, but they left the YouTube comment... <laughs> They said they legit got sick to their stomach. They just sat down to eat like a roast beef sandwich or something like that. I don't know if it was from Arby's. And then they listened to the episode about the cannibals. It was Choose Your Adventure. And I kept saying the only thing worse than being eaten by a cannibal is being the second person eaten by a cannibal. And I go into now you're seeing that people are turned into poop and you don't want to get turned into poop. And... They couldn't finish eating their lunch. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a tip. Don't, don't ever tell me those stories and assume that I'm going to feel bad. Okay? <laughs> because that stuff is so funny for me. That's how, now. I, I, I guess I should say maybe that was his only meal of the day. And I'm sorry that I ruined that. But dude, I was laughing so hard. That wasn't my goal. I didn't set out to go. I'm gonna be as gross as possible in this episode. I just thought. That that that's a way of how my brain thinks. I think I think you guys are fully aware. So, but who knows what episodes you're going to be up in when you donate? Now there are times I do make determinations. If I'm going to cover a really disgusting episode, a lot of times I may not have a Patreon supporter at all, like the penectomy episode, because I knew going in, I was like, oh, this episode's gross. I didn't know it was gross as it... <laughs> no, no one that one is gross as people said it was. People really complained about that one. But I don't think I had a Patreon supporter on that one. Sometimes I will re-use... Because, you know, I have a list. I have Patreon supporters, new supporters. I have legacy supporters, people who are still sticking around supporting the show. And then I have these live stream supporters as well. And I appreciate all that content. So if I know that an idea guy, he's a 
been a supporter of the show for a long time and I see him in the legacy Patreon list. He's coming up and I know like he's not going to freak out if he's in a super disgusting episode and I have this disgusting episode popping up. I'll put him in. It's interesting. St. James is really the first, St. James is the first person to specifically say, could you do put me in a military themed episode? And that's interesting. I've always thought I'm surprised more people when they support the Patreon going, Hey, I'm supporting the Patreon. I want to support the show. When I'm flying the Carpenter Copter, can you make sure I'm not in an episode that's too dark? Or, I had someone recently say, put me in a disgusting episode. I forgot who that was. It was very recent. And I thought about hanging on to them for a while to wait for a super disgusting episode. I actually think they were a live stream supporter. But I, I was like, no, the end of the season's coming up. I want to make sure this person gets in here before too much time passes. Um, an idea guy says the worst episodes are boring, not gross. And I'm going to, I have a rule. I don't ever ask questions. I don't already know the answer to, but I'm going to ask this. What do you, what is a boring episode? Let's see if we're on the same wavelength. What is a boring episode? Could you guys name those? And while we're thinking of that, I want to take a look at some of these other notes here. Because I see uh, we're still talking about great episodes. Uh, the Dungeon Man, thanks for joining us, says, when are we going to get Hans on for real? Well, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Hans is a resident of Oregon. So Hans is in my state. Hans is somewhere in this state. I was watching a YouTube video, and he was talking about Governor Kate Brown. and She was doing something with masks or vaccines or something like that. And I'm watching the video and I go, this is interesting because why would anyone care about Kate Brown unless they were in Oregon? But then again, people have, you know, people hate Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo or whatever. They're in other parts of the state or parts of the country. But as he was doing the video, as he was doing the video, he started saying, my governor, our state. And I go, now I'm not trying to dox the guy, but I started to think there's a chance. Oregon's a big state, but. There's a chance that we do have a Dead Rabbit Radio Hans crossover. Here's the thing, though. What would, what would I have to gain by doing it? I would get tons of street cred in the conspiracy theory community. A lot of people talk about Hans Bermhat. You guys would love it. I would be super entertaining, right? But then you have to ask, what would he have to gain from it? Nothing. So the ball would be in his court. If I was Hans, I wouldn't do it. If I was Hans... And there was a guy who had gone on record mocking my beliefs. Hey, come on down. We're just going to have a friendly conversation. I wouldn't do it. I 100% wouldn't do it. He has nothing to gain by recording and uh, sharing that with someone else. I recently did that episode with Tressa. Uh, We did the Asylum Case Studies. It's this really fun podcast. We're going to be doing it again soon. But we watch Asylum movies, which are <laughs> terrible. I do love them. They're terrible movies, and then we talk about them. I had a lot of fun doing that. But when I did that, that's her show. And at the end of it, I had to give her my record. She's recording, and I'm recording. And that's why the quality sounds so good. And then she sh- she got it edited up. She released the episode. But it's a big faith for me to record my voice for an hour and give it to someone else. Because who knows what they can edit it up and do it with. So if I ring Hans on the show, and let's say we're like, obviously, there are certain everything. The thing with Hans is like, he believes in the stuff so much. Like I could sit down and I could debate 
past life, I could debate Atlantis, I could debate alien civilizations or just aliens, ancient aliens, all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it would be a very friendly debate. If I'm talking to you and you're a flat earther and I'm not, not a flat earther, I don't believe in flat earth. We're going to have an interesting conversation. There you go. But Hans is under assault so much. He believes this stuff so fer- fer- fervently that every barb, I think, would come across as an insult, even if it wasn't an insult. And, and I have insulted him a lot, so I I just don't think he would do it. And if he did do it, he'd have to re- send me the recording so I could make it sound good. He, he'd record on his end. And no one's gonna, no one in their right mind would do that. No one in their right mind would send that to someone who they thought was hostile. Now, I wouldn't be hostile towards him on a personal level, but I wouldn't want him coming on and saying some of the... Monkeys don't exist. That's a totally fine conspiracy theory. I think it's hilarious. I, I want to write a book about that. But then he has conspiracy theories about... Um, I talked about it in that episode, and this is one of the reasons why his channels get shut down a lot, too. Transvestigation. He believes that all men are women and all women are men, except for like a small subset of people. And that's something that I'd be like, dude, like that's something that he 100% believes, and he believes that I'm a woman, and... That's something that I'm that's something that we are not just going to agree to disagree on. Like I'm like no that's not true. There's no science to, there's there's negative science to back that up and it would be this huge thing. So he would have nothing to gain by being on the show and even if we stuck to the fun topics like monkey don't exist, monkeys don't exist or the color orange is satanic and things like that, eventually it's going to start to spill off into these other things. So Long story short, I would love to sit down and have a conversation. I honestly would love to sit down and have a conversation with Hans off the record, no recording instruments, and just between me and him. I would be 100% satisfied with that. And I, I, I'll say this. I have had those conversations with other people. I have done, I have covered people on this show, and they have contacted me behind the scenes. This has happened multiple times, and we've had a conversation, and I said, I will not reveal that we have this conversation, but thank you so much for talking to me. That's happened multiple times on this show. So if Hans happens to be listening, uh, I would 100% just have a conversation with you, and journalist code, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but off the record's off the record, and I would never, there are people that are very, very close to me who they do not know the emails that I have gotten from high-level subjects. And I will have a conversation with them, and I go, thank you, and I will not discuss it with anyone else. Thanks for clearing up that information, or I'm glad that you listened to the episode. Sorry if I came off too harsh or whatever. So I would be totally willing to even have that conversation with Hans. But it may not be as fun overall, but... um, I mean, for you, but I mean, you know, again, like I would give him that. I would appreciate just that. St. James and Nikolai or Nikolai Mishkins is talking about a rock in Afghanistan. That's a military outpost that might be haunted. I I can check that out. I'd be interested in looking at that one. Yeah. An idea guy saying I'd like to be in a gross one. I I think the thing is, is like, again, people's definitions of gross are different. Like the penectomy, I think, are... The hard ones. So here I'm starting to see the boring ones come in. Um, Platinum P says, I think I'm in the minority, but ghosts are super boring to me. That's always the balance to the show. I always try to keep the show 
I don't know if anyone's picked up on this. Maybe you have, but I, I very, very rarely do two ghost episodes, two ghost stories an episode. I always try to mix it up. Maybe that's to the show's detriment, right? Maybe, I, maybe if you knew Tuesdays and Thursdays were true crime and M- Wednesdays was wacky Wednesdays. That was the weird news day. And then Monday was methodical. I don't know, whatever. Mutant Mondays. That's the cryptid episode. Would that actually attract listeners? Or would you just go, ah, I don't like the mutant ones. I'm just going to tune in for the true crime ones. Because for me, I like to do the episodes like this. I like to have two story topics that are fairly different. So a man who's having sex with a goat. And then uh, two police officers trapped in a black, pitch black elevator. Like To me, that's a great combo. And the way I look at it is you may not be interested in a ghost story. Platinum P may go, ghost stories are boring to me. But if you listen, maybe if you listen to enough of them, you'll find an interesting one. I know not true crime is not everyone's cup of tea, but I try to pick the most exciting or thought-provoking of those genres. If I was covering Jack the Ripper and then I did a story about the Bermuda Triangle, I wouldn't even listen to that podcast. I'd be like, what? This is super, this is basic. This is basic stuff. But I try to keep them bizarre enough that even if you're not a huge fan of true crime or ghost stories, you go, I've never heard a ghost story like that before. That was a creepy one. But I do like that feedback because I've heard other people say, they go, I don't like anything but true crime. And I get it. Cliff Bangers, thank you so much for the support. Um, and yes, I'll, I'll erase that. You want to be known by Sawyer Elliot as I announced your other name. I mean, I don't know who Cliff Bangers is, but uh, Sawyer Elliot, yes, thank you for supporting the show. And Jonathan Bellarock, really, really appreciate that as well. These donations are awesome. And Jonathan, I do need to send you your sticker. I'm sending some stickers out this week. I figured I was going to wait until after Christmas so the mail rush would not be so much as my eyes dart from side to side. No, I just, I've I've been busy. But yeah, no, I'm going to get them out. I just need to get my last episode out. But you'll be getting, I'll be mailing your sticker out this weekend. Every show, so the reason why I asked about the boring episodes is that I try to weed them out. I think in the early one, I think nowadays, I think I'm have a bit, like, so George Patton says, I think the most boring episodes are from about two years ago. When you go off on long rambles about random stuff, can't name one in specific, but got irksome after a while. That was a weakness of the show. That was something that I stopped doing as soon as I caught on to the fact that I was doing it. Here's the thing about podcasting. And again, I hope you guys are enjoying all this behind the scenes type of stuff. Um, here's the thing with doing a podcast. There's no there's no guide on how to do it. If you want to be, and I've, I've complained about this before. If you want to be a musician, you can go get a book on how to break into the record business. And has everything, I mean, it's not, it's just not chapter one, learn an instrument. Like they assume, you know, the basic, right? Like how to play an instrument. But once you have that, it's like uh, the, you can buy a book simply on how to manage your band. There are books that are tailor-made for how to be a writer, how to be a science fiction, fiction author, how to be a science fiction military author, like how to write realistic sci-fi military stuff. There are books, because the industry has been around for so long. There are books that are tailor-made for a specific audience. There is no books on how to do a podcast. All the books on how to do a podcast are so broad because a podcast is simple. That'd be like if there was a book on film. 
And you can't just have a book on how to make a film. There's books on how to make independent film, how to make classical film, or, you know, like film noir, how to make a science fiction film, and things like that. There's nothing, there's stuff on podcasting, there's nothing. So when I sat down to do this three years ago, I was only going off of what other shows I listened to. And the other shows I listened to was stuff like Sofa King Podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jonathan, and thank you to Jonathan's wife. Um, she had him d- donate more money. Really, really appreciate that stuff. Um, and yeah, I like doing the obscure stuff. That's what attracts me to the show. If I was just doing um, basic stuff, it would you would drive me up the wall. I wouldn't have any fun with it. But um, yeah, I would go off what other shows did. So I was listening to the Sofa King podcast, which is a very, very like rambly show. That was one of the main shows I was listening to. Parapod is one of the main shows I listen to to craft this show. That show is a little more concise. So those are two professional comedians. And I'd listen to last podcast on the left. I'd listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to Mark Maron's WTF. I lo- if you're into stand-up comedy or Saturn Live or that whole subculture, Mark Maron is that is great. It's a great podcast. But so I would sit down with the mic, and really the first episode is completely random stuff. It's just me totally rambling. And as the show grew, grew, what I realized, and someone pointed this out on YouTube, and I go, that was the first thing that popped into my head. I go, okay, this is interesting. I hadn't thought about this before. Because when you listen to other podcasts, they do ramble. But what I was doing, and I don't know if this is what George was specifically talking about, but this was a weakness of the show. What, and I catch myself doing it nowadays. You notice during the live stream, once I say this, I've done it multiple times. But when I'm doing a, let's say I'm talking again about this, uh, this creature in the elevator. I don't want to give it away if you guys haven't heard yesterday's episode, but uh, you guys probably heard it. So anyways... I'm talking about these two detectives being trapped in this elevator. And I go, the door's closed. Ding! The lights. You know the funny thing about lights? I don't understand what lights are. Where do lights come from? Do they have plugs? Like, when, like does someone take glass and go, and blow it up? Well, anyways, let's get back to the story. So the two detectives, they're sitting there in the dark. And the one guy puts his hand on his gun. I wondered if it was like a Looney Tune gun. And it's just, I would totally destroy the tension. It wasn't that I was rambling so much, as I was rambling at the wrong parts. I would start telling this story, and I'd start to get really, really tense, and then I would go, Lettuce? Who let us eat it? And the first, and it was just, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like what I was talking about wasn't that dumb, but it's just deflated the episode every single time. And someone pointed it out to me. And there's like this thing, I guess, like, because I've said before, I don't read. If someone sends me a hateful email and they go, you suck. I stop reading right there. Nothing good's going to come out of that, right? It's just them to blow off steam, whatever. So people started to say, oh, Jason doesn't take criticism. Jason ignores the critics. That's not true. I take criticism. I don't take, if you're just blowing off steam, talking about how lame I am, which I do get those emails all the time. I don't read them. But when someone says, hey, there's something wrong with your show, and I think that's what this is, I'm going to take that under advisement. And when they posted that, I go, hmm, I don't know who you are. I've seen you post a couple times, but I I don't know if this comment is coming from a good place or you're just trying to knock me down. But it rings true. Maybe, Maybe this is true. And I remember I started catching myself doing that. It's not so much rambling. 
it's rambling at the wrong parts. When you're in between episodes, you can do it. Like when you're in between segments, then you do the Dead Rabbit Recommends. There were times where I would be telling a story and then halfway, some of these might have made it past the editing process, but there would be times where I'd tell a story and then start a Dead Rabbit Recommends in the middle of the segment because it reminded me of a movie I watched. And then I go back to the story, and then when I'm editing, it goes, this is totally, this doesn't make any sense. And I'd cut it out. And then maybe in a future episode, I'd be like, oh, you got to watch this movie. So that's when I think the rambling is, that's when there's a problem with it. But that's really interesting that, yeah, boring. I, there have been times where I've come across episodes that I think are boring. Not when I was recording it, not when I was researching it, not when I was editing it. But months later, if I'm listening to it, and I start to think, is this boring because it's a boring topic, or is it boring because I already know everything I'm about to say? So that that that's kind of the interesting, that's the interesting thing going on there. And uh, Lonnie Akia, hopefully that was better, says, yeah, one of the favorite aspects of the show is the stories have nothing to do with each other. Someone posted that comment the other day on YouTube, and they said. So I don't get it. This show just has nothing in common. These episodes have nothing in common. I didn't respond. But I probably should. But there really, there was no response to it. Because the response is, yeah, kind of. I mean, like it's like, to me, the nightly news. I'm just collecting these spooky stories going on. Yeah, and back to George Patton, because this is an interesting comment. Again, true crime is boring in general. It's talking about hating serial killers, but you've covered stuff like Marconi systems, which is fascinating to me. So that's where you do, that's a conspiracy story, but you, I think you can, even if you're not a huge fan of ghost stories like Planet P, I know some people just don't like the alien stories either. Um, I love them all, right? I love, I love all of these stories. And I, my only thing is sometimes I go, I wish I had more time to do research to, craft to craft them better because a lot of times i'm just like grab like i'm just like grabbing stories sometimes because it's a fight i mean it's like a 25 hour a week job and so sometimes and that's the thing you got you can't just go now i'm not going to do an episode today you got to have the stories and i want to have good stories that's the key i want to have good stories i want to have obscure stories stories that say something new um but I love them all. I love the alien stuff. I honestly wish I covered more ghost stuff, but it, ghost stuff isn't super compelling. Um, I want to start doing some more ghost hunting too. But see, that's a technological thing. I, this is where I'm kind of thinking. I want to start doing more TikTok stuff. And I think I want to do more TikTok stuff. I'm going to get more familiar with that platform to the point that I can whip my phone out as I'm reading an article or something weird happens and I can start recording something there. And I would like to use that as a form of like doing the ghost hunting thing because it's super mobile. It's super mobile. I want to get back out there. I kind of am, I kind of become the man in the seat type of guy. And I want to get back in the field and do this. Um, um, I want to get back in the field as far as ghost hunting goes. Hey, spiritual abortion. No, um, you have not. You almost missed the live stream, but you did not as well. Let's take a look here. Take a look at these other things here. Uh, Jonathan Britlin, uh, uh, Jonald Brilton said, uh, you, what is Video Vandals? That's funny because on my, on my YouTube channel, I think it still says Video Vandals somewhere. So I used to have... 
before I, I you know what's so funny i should re-release these videos i used to do a youtube channel it was called video vandals and it was like movie reviews i was like talking about movie content so that stuff like that and it wasn't you know i guess it was good um but it just i don't know it was a little cringy so um that i and video vandals has is older than that it was then before that it was a movie review blog which I love watching movies. I absolutely love watching movies. So I did a movie review blog. And then before that, Video Vandals was a access television show. That's how long ago that was. Back in like 93, 94. It never aired. That was a, See, there was always that problem. I always had these big ideas, but I was too lazy to accomplish them. So I had to train myself to have the big ideas and work hard. But me and my buddy Steve Damewood, who's a who listens to the podcast today really love you steve and then my boy mauricio carrillo we shot i don't know like 12 episodes of this video vandals program where we would stay up for 24 hours hey jonathan thank you very much for yet another amazing live stream donation really really enjoy that really really enjoy that and then um we would save for 24 hours and we would watch movies and review them one after another. So the first couple of movies, you'd be like, ah, Goodfellas is a pretty good movie. I'd never seen it before. Uh, gangsters running around. But by the 10th movie, we had been awake for 20 hours. So we're just like, uh, and we like, would get in fights. We'd get in these huge arguments over the dumbest things. So it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I lost those video cassettes. I had them in storage, and my storage got repossessed. But So Video Vandals was a, like a precursor to the whole Dead Rabbit Radio thing. There's a lot of stuff I've done. I used to be a musician. I used to be like a, a rapper back in the day. I had a lot of fun doing that. And um, I've written screenplays, and so I've had a lot of fun doing things over the years. But I think Dead Rabbit Radio was the perfect combination. And now, see, I want to branch out to do those other things. I would love to do more, like, location video. I'd love to do more stuff that we're editing, like YouTube video editing, like... I don't know. It sounds cringy, but I just want to, I, I enjoy making content, but I want it to be quality content. I don't want it to be me playing Minecraft on, on Twitch for, you know, four hours. Um, to me that, that, that has no lasting appeal. Like it's fun in the moment, but no one's going to go back and, and watch that one day. I like to have the stuff. It doesn't have to be super serious, but I like to kind of craft things. These live streams, they're probably one of the most difficult thing I do uh, via the show because it isn't. It's just kind of like it's interacting with you, which is the only reason I do it. There's been no reason for me just to talk live, unfiltered into a microphone. I don't like that, but I love interacting with you guys. <laughs> and it's you, you can only do it live, right? But um, yeah, it's just all these little ins and outs that I want to do. And uh, I mean, I could play Minecraft. I do like playing Minecraft and you guys might watch, but I just, I don't know. It just, it's weird. I, I know other people do a lot of it and I watch video game streamers, but yeah. Creole cross cut. Creole, see, that's leaked into my language. I say cut when I make a mistake because I do it so often in the booth. Creole, Creole Cosmopolitan said, thanks for discussing the TikTok blackmail conspiracy on Episode 798, yeah, that was their suggestion. That was a weird one. Like, that, again, is one of those conspiracy theories someone says, and you go, yeah, it does make sense. Like, sometimes the best conspiracy... Is that one true? We don't know. But sometimes the best conspiracy theories are the ones that sound real. The ones that sound real. Let's see here. 
just look in here. Um, and and again, George Patton's popping up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like dating this dude or anything. But George Patton, I thought again this interesting comment here. They said the suspense with the elevator story. That was again so like kind of behind the scenes. So the series finale, this not series finale. Series is going to last for a long time. But the season finale, season 16's finale, the elevator. I think then episode originally it was titled the elevator, and then I changed it to the light flickers when the elevator stops. Something like that. I don't even know if it's grammatically correct. But, um, yeah, that was an episode that I went into and I said, I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away. I want the suspension to build so you don't know what it is. Is it a serial killer? Is it a vampire? Like, what is going on? And there's not a lot of stories where you get to do that. So I thought that was really fun. A lot of the stories, they just start off with this menace coming. So sometimes when you can... Obviously, if you're reading it, like the, the the name of the story describes what it is, and and but when you're able to present it in a different medium, I I, I really enjoy doing that. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed that as well. That's so funny, Nikolai Mishkin. Every time I hear Jason say the word lame, I think back to the Pied Piper episode where he talked about the lame kid. Um, you're too lame to kidnap. That was a fun episode. That again was an episode where I was like, my jaw dropped. Um, not while I was recording it, but when I was researching it, I was like, the Pied Piper's a real story? Like, this is 100% a legitimate event? This is terrifying! I love that. And again, I, that's one of those things that I never would have found out about had I not be doing this podcast. Like, the stories that I have read for this podcast have just given me such an awesome, more cool worldview. Because I was not a big, I was actually not a huge Bigfoot fan when I lived in California. When I moved up to Oregon, I was like, yeah, everyone up here likes Bigfoot and maybe. But doing the show, finding those dope Bigfoot stories about people walking around. Have a good one, Ira. Having those people, having those people like Bigfoots walk around in clothes, people turning into Bigfoots, Bigfoots piloting UFOs, Mormon Bigfoot, like all of that stuff is so fun. And those are articles that I wouldn't have read. I would have been busy doing some, not really not busy. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd be watching YouTube or whatever. So yeah, all the cool stuff that I've been able to find. And you guys are the second component to that. If I don't have anyone to share it with, then what's the point in doing that? Like, I, I mean, I mean, obviously I read the news, whether or not I'm sharing it, but just to find really cool news to share with you guys. Again, that's always been the format of the show. I just found out something cool. I want to share it with you. So I enjoy that. And that's where that rambling thing comes from, from time to time. But yeah, I've edited out if if you if you're a member of the Patreon, you guys should check out the live show just to see. It's on it's at 10 a.m. in the morning, Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. I record one episode live for the Patreon. And again, everyone listens to the episode. They just get to hear it raw and unfiltered. They hear the worst jokes. I mean, I'm surprised some of them don't stop being Patreons. Because I'll tell, and not worst as in like bad taste, but just jokes that don't land. Like the show is improv, really. I have a I have a list of notes. And then I'll read. So when you hear, I know a big criticism of the show is that I laugh at my own jokes. What, what you're hearing is me thinking of that joke for the first time and laughing at it. Because as I'm recording it, I'm looking at my notes and I go, I don't know if it's like a bushel full of apples and a bushel full of switches. I don't even know what this market looks like. 
that's that was that wasn't a really good joke, but that that's the only one I could think of. That was me processing this information in real time. So when I start laughing, when I start when I or when you're getting tortured at the end of episode eight hundred and one, and I said you hear Santa Claus go ho ho ho, and you go what Santa Claus is real? I was laughing. I don't. I mean, it's, it's an, I didn't plan on doing that. I'm trying to set a scene, and it got weird. So when you hear me laughing. It's because I'm just making that joke. I'm just figuring that out at the same time. But they also, the other day I did a full segment. It was a full 15 minutes about incest porn. This weird incest, fake incest porn group. But it was like real. It was so real. It like got in the news, but it turned out not to be real. And it was this whole thing, and I recorded it. And there was a couple of people listening live, and they were laughing. They thought it was hilarious, and I was laughing. It was hilarious. And then while I was editing it, <laughs> I, was, I mean, it was a full like fifteen minute sequence that the episode that it was on. I think it was last week. It was only like twenty eight minutes long. And I think a couple of people go, well, that's weird. I think one or two people in the YouTube comments said, that's weird. That episode was short. That's why. Because I cut out a 15-minute segment because it was just too gross. Like, I mean, this was just, it was gross. And it, when I was editing it, I said, it's too gross. And it's not as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> and it's too gross. Like, it's it was funny, but it was just too gross. Like, you even I have a limit. And I was talking about like what was going on in this porn video. And I was doing that weird thing that I do that um, was recently pointed out on some fan art where I'll be talking about a completely disturbing topic, but I won't cuss. So I think everything's okay, even though I'm going on and on about this sexual act. It's like, as long as I'm not saying anything bad, it's fine. But it's not. And it wasn't funny. But yeah, so with the live stream, the Patreon people, a lot of times they'll hear stuff like that. Uh, Touch Kill, thank you so much um, for the comment. They put, hey, Jay, thanks for the quality contents this year. May you be blessed with wealth and joy in 2022. You as well, Touch Kill. You as well. Cliff Banger says, any special plans for episode 1000? Probably not. Probably not. Um, oh, and there's more stuff on down here. Bishy Boshi, thank you so much for the donation. Thank you so much for that. Merry Christmas to you as well, saying thank you for your perseverance. Uh, I know it's not easy. It, 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 it's a lot of work, I won't say, but, it, but it, it's, it's, it's easy because it's fun. Sometimes I do stress out about getting the right stories. I talk about... Um, finding the stories and things like that and putting them all together. I gotta take a drink of water. So it's about finding the right stories. Like, but it's, it is fun finding the stories overall. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, I need something to balance this out. Like this, this first segment might be a little dry. What's a good way to like up it in the second half? So yeah, sometimes it is kind of goofy finding stuff. Why do countries exist says comment on a previous episode, but looking at the murder of someone I can't pronounce. I'll look that up. I will look that up. Sorry, I know this isn't super compelling as I'm writing stuff down, but I've learned in the past 
uh, in the past, I go, oh, I'll just scroll back through the comments, and it's never that easy. It's never that easy to do that. Kyunda, I'm glad that you're here for your very first uh, live episode. Longtime tuner inner of Dead Rabbit Radio. Thanks for all the enjoyment. Merry Christmas, man. Awesome. Let's see here. Yeah, it's funny. John Gooey says, I love that you laugh at your own jokes. And uh, Jonathan agrees. Yeah, that's one of the main criticisms I get about the show is that I laugh at my own jokes. The sound of my voice, which is something I can't change. Um, I laugh at my own jokes, which is something something I can't change. And then um, the other criticisms are, are just... There are things like... Um, I, sometimes I get criticized because I'm, I'm too skeptical. Which I think, like, I would rather be called too skeptical. I've, I've mentioned this on other. I've mentioned this on other shows, and I'm not going to reveal who it was. But I know podcasters who started off doing ghosts, ghost podcasts, and then a year, fast forward a year later, they're total ardent flat earthers. And. You listen. There's a if I became a flat earther, the podcast would probably get more popular. Like there's a contingent of people who are loyalists and they want to hear that content, and they'll go to where that content is. So you'll get that audience. But I, if I'm listening to you for ghost stories and maybe the occasional alien story, it was a ghost story podcast for the most part. And then they believe in the flat Earth. It's kind of just makes it. I mean, it's their right if they want to believe it. I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, you're too dumb. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. But it, I, I don't know. It's just, I start to think, well, what else are you going to believe, really? Like, if, if basically one or two interviews got you to believe that the earth is flat, then what other, th- I don't know. I don't know. So I think it's better to be a little skeptical, or I think it's better to be called a skeptic than to be too open-minded. But people don't like the show because they think I'm too skeptical, which... I am compared to, I think, other paranormal stuff. But I still, like, love the stuff. Still love the stuff. I'm, I try not to be super dismissive towards it, you know. That's the way I look about it. But, yeah, what going back, because I'm seeing this pop up again here. Um, Cliffbangers, are there any special plans for episode 1000 and FF? That's what FF said, episode 1000, anticlimax, where you cover the most generic Bigfoot story possible. I'm going to tell you guys this. There was this huge thing. There was this huge thing where people were asking me to do... I don't know if I've talked about this before. People were saying, oh, dude, episode 666 is going to be dope. What are you going to do, man? And I'd always... Nothing. Nothing. Oh, come on, man. Episode 666, dude. It's going to be awesome. People were posting that in the comments. People were posting that in the comics like around episode 600. And then I was getting like people on Discord being like, oh, dude, episode 666 is going to be off the chain, dude. And I kept saying, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. And that was true. I was not doing anything because I can't plan that far ahead. I basically have, you know, how you see in movies, there's like the cork board with just the index cards lined up and that's like the programming for the week i have that but in my head i don't even have a cork board and i plan it by week and sometimes i plan it by day when i'm very stressful when like those episodes are more stressful when i wake up and i don't know what the show is going to be about and it has to be recorded and edited that day that that happens that happened this week but i was like i'm not doing anything special for episode 666 and you guys kept saying 
dude, you're lying. I bet you're going to do that. This means he's going to do something extra special, guys. He's denying it. And I was like, oh, come on. I don't want to do anything special. That's so much extra work for me. So then I started thinking, okay, you guys want something special. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the darkest stories possible for episode 666. And I thought about that and I said, no. You know why? Because if 666 is the devil's number, he's not I'm not I'm not going to creep out my audience for the devil's number. I'm not playing his game. So then I thought, what if I counter-programmed? What if I did the most beautiful, uplifting, miraculous stories for episode 666? And I go, Nah, that's too boring, right? Like you don't want to you don't want to counter program that hard. So then I said, I was telling myself I'm not going to do anything for episode six six six. I already thought about it. I had two ideas, not doing either of them, and we're getting closer. It's like episode six sixty, and people are like, "Oh, dude, I can't wait for episode six six six." And I said, like, "Guys, come on, nothing's going to be there." But at in the end, I realized. I had to, there was only one time a paranormal podcast was ever going to hit episode 666. Not any podcast, but mine. Jason, you have to do something. You have to do something special for episode 666. So that episode, I threw together at the last minute. Like that, and it came out really good. Those Choose Your Own Adventure episodes take forever to do. There is so much editing to do. They're always longer. If you look at the interactive adventure episodes, they're always longer by like at least five minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot. But that to, if an episode is longer by five minutes, it probably took me an extra 20, 30 minutes of work just to do that. Um, so I was like, I remember thinking, oh, I got to do something. So I went through a list of demons and I found the lamest ones. Because, see, that was my thing. Again, I wasn't rewarding the devil, right? That was my thing. I was like, I'm not rewarding you, bro. Um, but I found his lamest demons, and we had a ball, and I really, really loved that episode. But it was a struggle. It really was a str- I mean, in the, in, the, in the realm of things, it wasn't a real struggle, right? Like, I was still living fine and all that stuff. But for the show, that was... Um, there's a lot of work, but it paid off. And you, I had to do something for episode 666. Creole, Creole Cosmopolitan, thank you so much for the donation. And let's take a look here. It says, try checking out Nephilim Courier or Operation Wrinkled Robe. I will check those out. Uh, I've been getting a lot of great suggestions from you guys lately. I've been getting some really good ones, especially in my email. Like I said, season 17 is going to start off with a killer one. Literally, from uh, one of you guys that you guys sent me over. Let me take a look here. Hisop says, bro, you're so good at telling stories. Thanks for joining us, Hisop. And I'm glad you enjoy the show. Let's see here. I wish I could easily highlight this stuff. So, George, a tiny tinnitus, going to bed... Wishing everyone a good night and a Merry Christmas. And Peter, hi. A tiny, a tinny, see you later and welcome, Peter. You guys are walking past each other in the room. George Patton said, I wouldn't mind hearing Jason's take on the dark forest theory. I said that on an episode before. I, and it's weird. A long time ago, I don't remember what episode it was. 
It must have been on an episode where I was talking. It was an episode where I was talking about talking into space. It had to do with us sending out transmissions. It's the same thing. And in the end of that episode, I said, imagine being in a dark forest and there's like wolves out there or something like that. I had, it's so funny because I had read that somewhere. I had read that somewhere. I didn't know that that's a thing. <laughs> I read a meme like that and I was like, oh, that sounds really, really cool. And so I kind of adapted it. And then it turns out, like, that's an actual theory. Like, the more we are all in the dark... I don't remember how it was laid out, but I've been hearing it more often, the dark forest theory. Basically, like, each planet is is a little squirrel hiding behind the rock. And when you send signals off of your planet, you don't know if you're going to attract other squirrels or if you're going to attract wolves. So it's better to just be quiet and not make any movement in the dark forest than to draw attention to yourself. But humans are constantly, you know, drawn... Constantly drawing attention herself, but yeah, I wanted to see because Creole sent some other suggestions over. I wish there was a way to copy and paste out of here. Um, but yeah, the uh, the I have mentioned that before on a past episode, but I don't remember what it was. A uh, little baddie says I like the episode where you're talking about that awesome battle between the angels and the witches. That was. Oh, that was the episode where I rapped on. What was the name of that one? The Book of Giants. I really liked that episode as well. That was a lot. Oh, my mouse is unplugged. That's why I couldn't do that. I really liked that episode. It's interesting. Yeah, Book of Giants. There are the episodes that just seem to work. And you never know. That episode like that episode was a lot like... Um, the Vampire Sex Cult of Yerba Buena, in the sense that I planned on that episode. That was less improv-y, and I think it shows, than the normal episode. Like, The Book of Giants was one where I sat down and charted it out and thought, this is how I want to talk about it, and these are this is the way I'm going to lay out the story. Like, I had an outline. I did that with Mope. Too. When you have a single story dominate an episode, it's the flow is super important because it's really easy. I understand like a lot of people listen to the show while they're washing their dishes while they're doing homework, so they're not gonna phys- they're not gonna physically tune out. They're gonna mentally tune out and they're just hearing my voice as they're washing the dishes. But then the people who are actively listening to the podcast, you have to craft it for them. The person who's gonna blank it out is gonna blank out, and again. That's totally fine. Podcast is like a background noise. But when you're t- when you have a 20 minute, 30 minute long story, you want to make it so people aren't going I'm bored or I'm confused. That's the worst one if they go, you know, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. So generally, if the segment's only 10 minutes long, if you do get confused, the segment's over, you go, oh, that's weird. I didn't really get that point. But whatever, you know. It was about it was about some crab getting possessed by a demon and move on to the next story. But when you're doing stuff like the Book of Enoch, when you're doing stuff like Mope or the Vampire Sex Cult of Yerba Buena, you have to do this through line. You kind of have to have these notes for the whole thing. So the Book of Enoch, and that was one where I said, I want to do a rap song. I knew in the beginning, I want, it's been a long, it's been 10 years since I rapped. 10 years since I rapped, right? And I, since I'd even written a rap song. And it, I had fun. Like, the song is goofy. It's a little cringy. I got, like, a free beat off YouTube and stuff like that. Um, and then I, I had fun with that, yeah. But those ep- that episode took a lot of planning. I am, this is funny, 
This is a difference that I change between because I rarely, if ever, do this. There's a different episode on the podcast with the and on the YouTube channel. There was an episode I did recently where I fell asleep while I was editing it. And if I gotta be true, if I gotta be truthful, it's not the first time I've fallen asleep while I was editing. But usually I fall asleep in the middle of the episode, and I make less mistakes in the middle of the episode because once I get that groove going, like if you went back and listened to this live stream. You'll notice in the beginning things were more frantic and I was getting pulled in direction to direction and I didn't really know where to go. But then about 20 minutes in, I hit this groove. I feel like I hit a groove and it's been pretty consistent there. In the beginning, it's more chaotic. So a lot of times I do a lot of editing in the beginning. But once I actually start telling the stories, it goes really smoothly. And then when I transition to vehicles, it gets clunky again as I'm trying to figure out like which vehicle are we taking? Where are we headed? I'm looking at my notes. So there's always a lot of editing there. And then once I start telling the story, it's it's pretty that that's pretty single take, other than me like mispronouncing things, stuff like that. So with um there was an episode I fell asleep while I was editing in the beginning. And on YouTube, you'll hear me say cut. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garvin, I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing, playing checkers and stuff. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. And I do that four or five times in the YouTube episode. I had uploaded it to the podcast like that as well. But I said, no, I'm going to go. And I trimmed that out of the podcast. It took me like five minutes. But I left it in the YouTube because it's a pain taking out a YouTube video. Plus, I thought it was kind of funny. So the YouTube people can hear me go start and stop and, and all that stuff. But in that episode, one of the things I cut out was I'm going to be doing a musical episode soon. I'm going to be doing a musical episode soon. And I kind of started talking about it and I go cut. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. And, and I did that a couple of times. And so the musical episode I've been talking about, Lanika, thank you for joining us. Have a great night and have a happy holidays. Um, hey, and El Pato, I see you're here. Awesome. Um, I want to do a musical episode. There is a story that I've been thinking about for a long time. Um... It's Christmas Eve. Those are the 38 best viewers. And there's a lot of people who'd want to join. And they're not here. I'm totally... Yeah, this is totally awesome. Um, the um, I want to do a musical episode. I want to do a musical episode about Max Kramer. It's a matter of getting the music that I want. That episode has... I've been sitting on it for months now. It's a Max Kramer episode. I've mentioned it here or there. He wants to build a theme park. Max Kramer wants a theme park. So I wanted to do an episode where Max Kramer is a Willy Wonka-esque kid. Because see, here's the thing. Otherwise, I'm just listing because I tried recording it. It's just me listing crazy things at his theme park that he wants to build, right? What's it called again? Binnigan's or something like that? Billy Bong's? It's hilarious. So, I mean, it's a hilarious list of things. But then I thought, dude, I want to do him. Hey, Sir Vlad, thanks for joining us. I want to have him do... A Willy Wonka-esque adventure. So I wanted to have, I was thinking, three songs. Three songs that are a parody of a Willy Wonka-type song. Now, what's funny is I talked to my producer, Simple, who listens to the show. And he's produced all my music, all the music you hear on the show. He's done. And he said, 
he sent me over a track. He sent me over a track that he goes, this is actually Wonka themed. And I was listening to it and it is Wonka themed, but I think it might be too hard for me to work with. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm not the best rapper and it's been a long time since I've done it, but I was thinking like an Oompa Loompa type song. And then, cause think about it. If you're going to do a pair, a parody of, of Willy Wonka, you wouldn't basically need three songs. You only need one song, right? If you could get, a parody of an Oompa Loompa song. An Oompa Loompa song that you could legally use. I mean, that, that's, that's that song, but if you just changed a couple notes, right? You could do an Oompa Loompa song, and then we could just have that playing because his... So I want to do something like that. I think that would be a lot of fun, but we will we'll see. Um, that would take a lot of planning as well. And then... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'd be singing show tunes exactly, George. But yeah, it would be fun. And Jonathan says, "You guys wishing me wishing you guys a, a great day is the favorite thing to do." I think it's a great way to start an episode off. I think it's a great way to start a day off. I mean it. I always feel bad when every so often I change it when I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not feeling that good." The only reason I'll bring that up is if I think it's going to affect the content. Like, cause I'm, I'm always sick with something, right? But sometimes like my throat's sore or I know the episode's going to come out super late, um, or some other thing that I think might impact the show. Or you may go, huh, I wonder if Jason's feeling okay. Cause he's kind of, so that's when all, if it's really bad, a lot of times if it affects my voice or my breathing, I'll say, yeah, I'm kind of coming down with the stuffy nose right now, but I really do hope you guys are having a good day. And I do, man, that would suck. That would suck. I mean, eventually you have enough bad days, you're going to have a good day. Hopefully, but yeah, I like to, I like that. I like the intro to that show. I don't remember, I think in the beginning, there that wasn't there, obviously. I was just like, hey, everyone. Like the first couple episodes, it kind of bumbles around. But then once you get that formula, hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead. And the thing is, like, I don't ever want it to become formulaic. That's the thing, too. Like if I'm just saying it like rote, if I'm just saying it by memorization, then I'm not meaning it. I don't think that's fair. Like, I always want it to be that I mean it. The one thing that I don't like about it, I shouldn't say I don't like about it. One thing I thought about changing is, I don't do this all the time, but it it's weird when I do. Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. That's fine. That's perfect. But then I started going, hope you guys, hope you guys are windsurfing. Or I hope you guys are having fun in the sun. I don't know where that came from. It's so weird. Like, that should just be the end. Hey, everyone, welcome back. I hope you're... I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day, too. You, I don't need five seconds of giving you an activity. I hope you're riding with horses through a meadow right now. Here's the thing, dude. I almost... I almost had... I won't say I almost had a nervous breakdown, but I almost, like, had to take a hiatus from the show. I know not a single person... Not a single person has complained about this. And I'm so glad. And we'll probably wrap it up like this. And FF, yeah, I do know about McKamey Manor. I actually did an episode on it. Uh, McKamey Manor a long time ago, yeah. But there was a... And Krunksta, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining uh, the show. Um, sorry, I was reading the note. The only thing I could criticize is the often awkward, nervous laughter that you talk through. Laughing is fine, but talking through it gets me for some reason. It's interesting because, again... A lot of times when I'm not expecting the laughter, I'm not expecting the laughter. There are times when I'm doing a live episode where I will tell a joke and I will, 
and I, I'll start laughing because I don't expect the joke there, and I'll boff the joke. I'll goof it up. Like, I'll, I'll know that joke was funny. It just came up with it. I know it's funny. I'll do a, a retake of that. And sometimes you can tell because it'll start off with a really lot of laughter and then it'll immediately cut down because I'm retaking it and I can't fake that level of laughter. So, so that type of stuff bugs me because I can hear it in the edit and maybe you guys will be able to now. But again, yeah, it's one of those things like you want it to be natural. So as I'm t- and that's a fine criticism. But as you're talking, when I start to laugh, it's really an editing thing. So if I'm laughing and I continue to talk and then as I'm editing it, I go, oh, that doesn't work. Like you, that does sound awkward. I can't. If for the most part, it's one take. It is very, very, very hard <laughs> just because of the way I am. Because remember, I'm doing, or maybe you don't know, but when I'm doing an episode, I re- go into the closet and I record it, and then I have to bring all my gear out to the living room and start editing it. And I'm editing it a lot of times that day. And I'm exhausted. So if I hear, a, and this isn't the most professional thing, but I may hear a segment in there where I boff, I, I totally mess up a word, or I laugh and it cuts something off and it doesn't work, but I'm just like, I cannot. I don't have time to go back in there. I've th- I mean, here's the thing. There are what I've been doing more recently. And this is something that comes from just doing an episode doing 801 episodes. What I'll do now, and I have done it over the years, but I've gotten better at at it. I'll record an episode and I'll go um that that's not good. And I'll re-record it while I'm in there. I'll talk for 20 minutes. I've done that on live episodes. I'm pretty sure I've done a segment and I go, that sucks. Never mind. We're cutting it right here. I'm not even going to, I'll tell you the guys the end of the story real quick, but we're not going to air it and stuff like that. So it's finding those things before you're in the editing room. Jonathan, thank you once again for the live stream donation. Live stream donation. Yeah, we'll be wrapping up here in a second. But yes, Merry Christmas to you as well. You deserve more exposure. Never stop laughing at your own jokes. I'll try not to. No, I mean, that's, it's just, that's natural. What's funny is sometimes I will script jokes. I'll write them in my notes and they are always, always terrible. Always. Oh, and there is not a time I'll look at the joke and I'll be like, and then it's, I've gotten better at hearing bad jokes. Recent episode, I was talking about the market and the bushels of apples and the bushel of switches. That was on episode 801. That, that joke went on for like five minutes. <laughs> it went on for five minutes. I was talking about these bushels. And I kept talking about what was in the bushels. And then there was this other bushel. And then this guy pops out of the bushels. And I finally had to stop myself and I recorded it. And I, I just go, why do I think this is funny? Like I'm sitting there in the closet and I say that into the mic and then I go, so Jonathan, we meet him at the market. Like I know right there, I'm going to edit out the last five minutes because it was not funny. Um, so yeah, but no, no, that is a, that is a, uh, crunk stuff. That is a, that is a valid criticism. Like it's finding that balance because yeah, you don't want to have no laughter. Because then it's just a guy reading facts. And those there's a lot of podcasts that just do that. But you don't want to have too much laughter. And I think if you go back to early episodes, you would have that. Or more likely, I would give I would deflate the tension of the story to tell a joke. and um, Or not even tell a joke, to just go off on some weird, weird ramble. Evolution! I actually love my evolution rambles, but I stopped doing them. 
um, a couple times I'd go off on evolution about a uh, ramble about evolution. And then I was going to do a segment on it. I was like, I don't understand this evolution thing. And I recorded it and it was so bad. It was so bad. And I go, Jason, this is dumb. And again, I wasted like 20 minutes recording this thing about evolution. And I go, it's dumb. If it pops up naturally, you can talk about it, 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 you know, but don't think you can actually do a segment on it. It's funny, all the learning stuff. What was I going to end this episode on? We were talking about something. We were talking about Max Kramer, musical episode. We were talking about, um, I said, we're going to wrap it up like this. Let's see here. Yeah, Crux said, no, yeah, I totally understand what that as far as saying. It makes it harder to understand the stories. Um, yeah, the um, it's just a, it's, it's always about finding that balance, right? Because you don't want the show to become too self-indulgent. You don't want the show to become too random. I understand why you guys are here at the end of the day, and that's to hear these cool stories. There was a time early on in the show where I think it could have went the other direction where I just started. And you could sense that. Like the episode, which I still stand by these episodes. I still really like them. But I did an episode about the top five people who jumped out of a plane and survived. And that was an episode that I thought, I remember after I edited it, I go, is, is this really a Dead Rabbit Radio story? It's interesting. It's fun. It's weird, right? Five people who fell out of planes who didn't die. It's really fun to tell those stories, but I thought, is this a Dead Rabbit Radio story? And what I had planned on doing, I had a lot of fun telling it. I, I was going to do one about last stands, about guys, soldiers, who were the last man standing in a battle, and it was all. and I found all these Medal of Honor recipients. I was doing all this research, and I go, no. It's not a Dead Rabbit Radio story. Fascinating. They're absolutely courageous people. I'm not knocking that. But I thought, for a whole 20-minute segment, this is not the show. It's not paranormal. It's not conspiracy. It's not true crime. I did a story about a guy who held off a bunch of uh, people who were laying siege to a uh, hotel in Mozambique. That was a Dead Rabbit Radio story. I put that in that whole true crime, that you know, man against the craziness of the world type of thing. But doing a whole segment about war heroes, um, interesting stuff, totally interesting stuff. But it's it was finding that type of balance. Like, is this something that the audience is into? Maybe, maybe. But um, generally, paranormal. It really goes in this order, I think. Um, conspiracy paranormal true crime i think is what most of you guys are interested in the weird conspiracy theory stuff and then the paranormal stuff maybe those are closer and then the true crime people like but not as much as the other ones i don't remember how i was ending the episode i thought i was i'm gonna i'm gonna have to process this episode and i'm gonna what was i talking about they're talking about oompa loompas we're talking about a musical episode and then i said we're gonna wrap it up like this. The Lewis Carroll hater. Uh, Nikolai Mishkin asks, is the Lewis Carroll hater Dead Rabbit Radio worthy? I have not I've not heard of the Lewis Carroll hater story. So I'm not Oh, oh, right up here. There's a college professor with this extreme and irrational hatred of Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll was a sexually repressed homosexual cuckold. Um interesting. I don't and I guess I guess I should finish the sentence. People are like, what? Was a sexually represented Lewis Carroll was a sexually repressed homosexual cuckold with serious mommy issues. 
since she molested him and that he was Jack the Ripper. Um, you know, I've heard conspiracy theories. I, that it does sound very interesting. I have heard um, conspiracy theories about Lewis Carroll before, mostly, though, that he was just a, just a pervert. El Pato says, is anyone else not feeling very Christmassy? Yeah, how can we finish this with a good Christmas message? Let's see here. Um, I got a Santa hat on, right? Does that count? Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, George Patton said I was going to ask about having, I was going to talk about having a nervous breakdown. Oh, yeah, this is a good way to wrap up the show. Because I was talking about intros. Thank you, George. I was talking about intros. So for an entire season, I think this was season 14, and it probably was a bit before this. But this is what I used to... Oh, dude, I was I was losing my mind doing this. I don't know when it started, but I know when it ended. I know when it ended. This is a two-hour live stream. This might be one of my longest ones, so glad for you guys to stick around here. But anyway, so... Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope you guys are having... Th- I, I do this a lot now when I'm recording, and I have to edit out. You can't... Sometimes you'll hear me slap my leg. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. hope you guys are having tons of fun. Let's introduce our newest Patreon supporter coming in right now, writing two drafts. It's George Patton. Everyone give a big round of applause, George Patton. Next episode, coming into Dead Rabbit Command, it's Video Ouija. He's riding in on a rocket ship made out of zebras. Come in the rocket ship. Get out of here. Next episode, hey everyone, Peter is our new Patreon supporter. He's riding in on a squirrel's squirrel saddle. Isn't that crazy, guys? Squirrel saddle. You guys remember that? You guys remember? Hey, Castro, let us see. You guys remember that with all those intros where... The Patreon supporter would be invited in and they would ride in on a specialized animal. Yes, yes, relevant, irrelevance, a saddle made of squirrels. Through Jamegas, thanks for joining us as well. Well, so Joel Gonzalez, we have the modes of transportation like the Dead Rabbit Dirigible, the Jason Jalopy, the Carpenter Copter, but before we even got there, for about a season, if you joined the Patreon, you would come into Dead Rabbit Command on a carpet made of shadows, and I would be like, it's super spooky, or you would come in uh, riding, a, <laughs> riding a saddle made of squirrels, whatever it was. And Jack Squat says, yeah, those were neat, but here's the problem. There, there was a, it was a total... It was, it was driving me nuts. It was absolutely driving me nuts because what happened was I remember I had a new Patreon supporter named Sergio and I go, Sergio comes in on a snail. Hey, Sergio. And I remember thinking, wait a second. The previous guy came in on an elephant with a jetpack, and the guy before him came on in a herd of wildebeests and Sergio just gets a snail. Like, that's it? That's super lame. And I started to think, oh, what if these people are, like, waiting for their ride? Not the Carpenter Copter, not the uh, Rabbit Rowboat, but what? Oh, dude, I wonder what crazy thing Jason's going to come up with. Sergio's super excited. He's, like, inviting his friends over. Uh, Jason comes up with the coolest stuff that we come in, and, and it's just a snail. And that was my first warning. I go, I'm running out of stuff. I'm running out of stuff, and I don't know how this gimmick in started. 
But that season, I think it was season 14, I had the most Patreons I had ever had. I had one after another, after another, after another. And I started thinking, I can't stop now because if this person who just signed up for the Patreon, they may be expecting they're going to write in on the backs of birds singing 1950s doo-wop songs or whatever weirdness I was talking about. And here's the thing. It was super distracting to new listeners. It was way too Looney Tunes. Because every episode is someone's first episode. You always got to remember that. So in the beginning, here I got two stories for you. Little teaser, boy bleats girl. Then I do the intro. You get the intro music, 10 seconds. If even that, I think it's like three seconds. And then give you my intro, introduce the new Patreon, get the story started. All of that stuff I try to get into about a minute and a half. There are times where I have to do housekeeping where I'm like, this is the last episode of the season. Here's fan art. I want to give a shout out to this person. But for the most part, I want that episode to start at a minute 30. You should know exactly what the episode, or you should get an idea for the tone of the episode that first 10 seconds. I'm not always going to give the story away. And sometimes I'll make a jokey thing. Boy meets girl, more like girl bleats boy. What does that even mean? But you know, okay, that's weird. And then the spooky elevator story. Then the intro. So so you go, oh, if you don't know what the episode was, you click on that and you go, oh, okay, it's kind of probably be a mystery and probably some weird, sexy story. Oh, I'm, I'm down. Click. I'll keep listening to the episode. Someone's first episode, they'll be like, oh, it sounds interesting. I'll keep it going. But then if you straight protract the intro and you're like, oh, yeah, he's riding the back of Bugs Bunny while Daffy Duck is cutting his hair, you're like, what is this show? What is this? It was too goofy. Walking into Dead Rabbit Command... And then you get the keys to the to the Carpenter copter. You're like, oh, I get it. The guy's name is Jason Carpenter. Vehicles are named after him. It doesn't take any brain power to go, oh, Dead Rabbit, Dead Rabbit Dirigible. I get it. He probably has other themed vehicles. You get that real quick. But why people are walking in on the backs of... You know, it wasn't even scripted related. It wasn't even have anything to do with the show. And I remember at a certain point, I thought, well, what if I tied it into the first segment? So I'd be like coming in on a bunch of goats straight from Kenya... It's Jonathan. Everyone, I was like, what? Now I'm giving it away. It makes even less sense because you don't know what the first story is yet. Two Looney Tunes. It was way too hard. And I remember, dude, I was stressing. Because I said, I have to give each of these new Patreons some ride into. And that time I got like 20 or 30 new Patreons. And I was like, because if this person just joined up because they wanted this fancy vehicle into Dead Rabbit Command, I got to give it to him. So I remember, I remember I was just, I remember one day I was recording an episode live and I was just sweating. I was just sweating because I, and and 15 minutes, no joke, 15 minutes of that live episode was me trying to figure out what they were writing in on. And I thought, this is untenable. I can't keep doing this. I have to spend so much processing power for the rest of the show, but I need to come up with something witty for them to come in. (laughs) I'm like, I can't do it. And I remember thinking, I can make a list and I can do it alphabetically or I can just stop doing it and hope nobody complains because if people, and I did, I waited till every new Patreon that season got to write in on something fancy. And the second, this day that I didn't have a new Patreon, the day that I did a legacy Patreon, I completely dropped it and I've never looked back ever. I think the other day when Pythagorean serpent came in, I, he slithered in and we gave him a hug. That was it. That was it. No more of that craziness. No more of that craziness. Yeah, it was just so much. 
Nikolai Mishkin says, I'll join the Patreon soon. I'm finally, you know what? I am what, that's something that I like. I always hope you guys are having a great day. That is another thing that I 100% believe. I appreciate it when you support the Patreon. I appreciate it when you don't donate money verse via the live stream, but you do not have to do either of those. Just spread the word about it. I 100% mean that that is not, I I'll say this. I have never had a lot of money. So as a fan of content like YouTube comment, like Patreon stuff or podcast, I can't afford to give money to people to, uh, can I take off my hat? I can't, I can't afford money to give out to all of the people who've given me all of this free content. So I just am constantly talking about it with people. Oh, dude, I watch Ohm Wrecker all the time. Oh, you like video, you like Dead by Daylight? Oh, yeah, you should ch- check out Ohm Wrecker. Oh, now, a lot of the stuff I watch is goofy. Like, oh, you like, you like reality shows with TikTok influencers? Check out Awesome Awesomeness TVs, the next influencer. Like, oh, I don't know who I would pitch that show to. I actually just finished that show today, but... I will talk about the stuff, and I watch the ads, too. That's another thing. I can't really go into that, because that can be like gaming. But when I'm watching a YouTube channel, I watch the ads. Um, but yeah, so you don't have to support Patreon. I totally am. I love it when people support the Patreon, because that helps me like buy groceries. That helps me buy equipment, stuff like that. But seriously, if you guys can't, or just simply don't, that's totally fine. Just help spread the word about it. Like, that is one of the most authentic things coming out of that show. And I try to make the show as authentic as possible. That's one of those things, like, you don't have to listen to the show every day. I totally understand that. You don't have to donate money to Patreon. This is one of the few podcasts that does not have bonus episodes behind paywalls. And you could say, well, you do the live episode for the Patreon, and you constantly talk about stuff you edit out of that. But yeah, I don't like spending my show advertising the paid show, and a lot of podcasters in this space do that. They have a, Their podcast is an advertisement for their bonus episodes, and that's not fun to me. And I don't think it's cool as a researcher either. Like, I sit and sometimes I think, I go, if I die today... Where does all of my research go? Like, eventually, the Libsyn page is going to get pulled down because that's like a monthly fee. Like, I have it worked out. So, like, the, those that will, but you know, 10 years from now, like, all the research of and all the links, what happens to them? So, I want that stuff to be free. I want that stuff to be available. I don't, I don't like paywalling stuff. So, the one of the ways that we don't paywall stuff, and I don't ever plan on paywalling stuff, but. If you get spot, if the show gets big enough and sponsors start sponsoring money and giving me money to do the show, then we don't have to worry about Patreon or anything like that. We just have all these people enjoying this content for free. Let's see here. Um, Jonathan Bellrock says petition to make the intro song slightly longer. Um, I could tra- I could trail it out longer. I know a couple other people said now it's fine as it is, but. The beats, I think right there, like that five, ten seconds is right there. I can trail it out longer. I know a lot of people want me to release the song. I, I, I will end up releasing it at some point. I just, I, right now I haven't released it. I'm concerned about, like, if I release the song in full, there have been times before where people have taken that, a bigger YouTuber will take that song, put that on their channel, and now I got a bunch of copyright strikes against me. So we're still trying to, I own the copyright to that music, but we're still trying to figure out like how to protect it. Perfect. Hey, Flangless, thanks for joining us. And yes, another Christmas time flies. Let's take a look here. 
Yeah, Jack Squat. Yeah, it was just it was it was unneeded stress to come up with those intros. It was just like an extra thing. Like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be quirky? Is it supposed to be weird? And that first minute is so essential for new listeners. Like when I listen to a podcast, if it's something that I'm super into, I'll, I'll wait around for it. But that first minute, like sometimes I get a little goofy with my intros. Like I could actually do better intros where I was like. First story, a man. See, but I the thing is, I don't want to give away the ending either. That first story about the man taking the goat back. Because this is the episode that's the freshest for me. He, take, he doesn't take the goat back. He takes the woman back to the bedroom. She turns into a goat. I could have said that in the intro. But I always assume, when I'm because the stories are so obscure, when I'm telling you the story, you don't know. You haven't read the article. You don't know the ending. So if I said a man brings a woman and she turns into a goat. More news at 11. You'd be like, okay, well, I, I've heard that first story. I like building up that suspense. You don't know what's going to happen. So um, Nikolai says, um, can we get back Bella Royale? That was the ending song. Um, I, one day, that was the original ending song. We used that ending song for the first 750 episodes. And I was editing one day. Thuja Magus, thank you so much for your donation. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you as well. Your podcast has made my homies and I laugh an innumerable amount of times. Legitimately one of the best podcasts of all time. I'll, I will take that compliment and you will soon be in the Carpenter Copter. Thank you so much. I'll get you in an episode there. Um, the, um, the theme song I changed, it just wasn't the right theme song. I don't know why it took me 750 episodes to realize that, but the other day I was sitting here, I was editing, and I heard that Bella Royale song came up, and I kind of looked at my computer, and then I, oddly enough, like, looked. I have this weird thing now where I'll look off to where an assistant should be. I do it all the time in the live stream. Sometimes you can hear me turn from the mic when I ask a question. It's just me. I'm the only one doing the show. But astute listeners, now you guys might be able to pick up on it. Sometimes I'll be talking to the mic and I'll go, yeah, you know, where are oranges grown? Well, anyway, so Jonathan was walking down the street and I'll ask a question as if I'm assuming an assistant to be like, they're growing everywhere, you moron. Oranges are grown literally everywhere on the planet. It's like, oh, good. Um, what was I talking? Oh, oh, I was sitting there and I was editing and the Bella Royale song started playing up and I remember kind of, and I turn and I go, this isn't the right song for this show. This isn't the right song at all. And I'm like saying it to somebody who's clearly not there, but I'm saying it out loud to myself and it's not, it's, it's an interesting song. And I think it suited maybe the first 500 episodes or something. It's not the right song for the show. Like it's an interesting song. The song that I chose after that, dun 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 Wait, was that the song? No, it was dun 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 That was the I go, that is the song for the Indian Dead Rabbit Radio, but it's copyright violation. Simple who I purchased that beat from <laughs> neglected to tell me that that's like a very famous, like Barry white song or something like that, which is fine when you're a rapper, want to be a big deal. But so it's a great song, but it's too, it's straight lifting of that simp sample. And, um, it, it, it just wouldn't work. The YouTube channel would have gotten, uh, knocked down. 
And then I want to go back here real quick. Castro T says, what's my P.O. box? Um, it's in my show notes, but if I remember correctly, <coughs> it's uh, 1363 Hood River, Oregon, 97031. But it's in the show notes of every single episode at the very bottom. You'll have my P.O. box. And I'd love to get that fan art from you. That would be awesome. Or a few pieces of artwork, not even fan art, but that would be great, Castro T. And then Zachary, thanks for joining the live stream here. Um, let me take a look here, like the current... Hated the song he used in between them. Yeah, I went through a couple different songs, but I did like the... Um, the Bella Royale is good for what it is, but it's just not the right... I've thought about alternating songs, but again, that's just too much. The theme song will always be the theme song. The ending song, I thought I could probably just go through like a list of three... To, mm, originally i was thinking about having music go throughout i i so back in 2005 i had a podcast called dead rabbit radio yeah castro t thank you and thanks for enjoying the show um oh i want to show you this stuff too i had some other stuff planned but this is the this is going on longer than i thought but i hope you guys are still having fun i got this in what was wrong with my hair oh my god that looks awful oh that looks bad. I think I need to put my hat back on. And and my video has lag. It's going to take a while. Okay, that looks better. Uh, it looked like like eight rats died on my head there for a second. <laughs> See what you guys are missing? If you guys aren't watching the live stream. This is the book. I got this in my P.O. box. This is that graphic novel Branches that somebody sent me. It was by Robert Brewer. Sent me a really cool letter. Actually, So here's the thing. I, I gave him right on the Carpenter Copter. I gave him a shout out for his... I need to email him because not everyone listens to every episode. He may not know that. But dude, yeah, it's a pretty dope graphic novel, man. And I love comic books. I don't have enough time to read them anymore. But yeah, one of you guys sent this to me. And I wanted to show you guys that. And then this is that thing I talked about the other day, McSweeney's. I got this thing called McSweeney's, the audio issue. And it's just like this weird... I think it's an ARG. Hey, Stinkbug Potato, thank you so much for that donation. Let me write you down here. We'll get you flying around in the Carpenter Copter. Stinkbug Potato. Really, really appreciate that generous generous uh, donation. Merry Christmas, Jason. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Um, Yeah, it's like, I don't know what this is. It has all of this cool... I'm thinking it's some sort of like ARG puzzle game. But yeah, this was in my post office box the other day. So I've gotten some cool cool stuff in here. There's like a diary or something. I don't know. Um, I gotta figure it out though. I gotta figure it out. Hey, MewTube. I'm glad you were able to join us. Let's see. I want to pop these comments out. Yeah, thank you very, very much for that great donation. Um, let's see here. Okay, well, so let me ask you guys this. You guys seem to really... Hey, quiet one, you're new. It's jumping in here. Do you guys want Bella Royale back? Because that's kind of what I'm seeing. Bella Royale's song is called Bella Royale Lurk Score. Thanks for joining us, Lurk Score and Tiger K. But am I getting am I getting the impression that we need to go back to Bella Royale? Josh and Romy, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, guys. Um... Am I getting the... Oh, you missed it, Josh. You missed my horrible rat hair, which I'm glad that I fixed it before you guys showed up because my hair looked disgusting. Now it looks like Bob Big Boy's... Uh, uh, like a something fell on Bob Big Boy's head. 
Um, okay, so am I going back to Bella Royale? Is that kind of what? Is that kind of how this is wrapping up? Um, I used to do an old podcast called um, Dead Rabbit Radio, and it was more political and current events, and it was super cringy. If you can imagine. 25 year old Jason having his views. I'm going to tell you everything there is to know about politics. I know nothing about politics. I've watched a few daily shows and now I know everything. Listen to me for an hour talk about the headlines of the day. It was ultra unfiltered cringe. Trust me. I have them somewhere on my heart. Dude, I can't even listen to those episodes. It's so cringy, dude. I have them and I'm like, ugh. That episode, you had music play throughout. Like, it was kind of a quiet, yeah, music play all the well, all the way throughout. That was fun, but it's too much. Um, Jabel, thank you for joining us. Hamza Nasir, thank you so much for joining us as well. A Google user said, Jason, I need to know after hearing it so many times, where is the I'm a lot freaked out sound clip from? That's actually from an episode. That was my nephew. My nephew said, I'm trying to remember what the episode was called. It was an early episode, but it's from my nephew. He goes, him and my brother are watching a rocket launch. They don't know it's a rocket launch. It's this missile being fired up in the middle of the night. It was unplanned. And so he's thinking it's a UFO. He's thinking it's zombies. He's thinking it's God. And it's my nine-year-old nephew, like, freaking out. And then... He goes, I'm a little freaked out. And my dad's like, my brother's like, it's okay, it's okay. And then like they keep talking. He goes, I'm a little freaked out. Actually, I'm a lot freaked out. And I was like, yep, that's it. I'm a huge fan of samples. That's my hip-hop attitude coming in. And so that was great. Leo, thank you so much for the donation. Got you listed here to fly around in the Carpenter Copter. And again, for all of our live stream people, I'll have to mention this on the show. Send me your address, and we can get you out this Carpenter Copter Pilot sticker as well. Um, show that you have flown the Carpenter Copter. Let's see here. And then we got... I'm seeing a lot of people wanting Bella Royale. Um, I can bring it back. I can bring it back. I mean, I just thought... Um, I just was listening to it and I go, this isn't the right music for the show. And the other song that I wanted had a big sample on it. And then I had a little, I had a little bit of funk jam. I think that's what you guys were saying um, that you guys didn't like. A couple of you guys were like, I didn't like the song before this one. That dun, 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 dun. Those are all great songs. See, it's funny because Simple's a great producer and he's, does professional stuff. Now, I don't know how much I can talk about the stuff that he does, but he works on some big albums. And so, it's all great music, but yeah, does it fit the show? Does it fit the show? Maybe Bella Royale. Jonathan, you will get your sticker. Trust me, you will get your sticker. But, um, Bella Royale, we might have to go back to that. But yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll think about it. Hey, Tickus, thanks for joining us as well. You know, it's so funny. George Patton says, Please never drop your no politics rule. I was thinking about that today, man. Not dropping it. I was thinking about... It just drives me nuts when you're listening to something that is not politically related. And I don't care. I literally don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You're watching a video game, YouTube streamer, reading an article, whatever, and someone just drops that in there and you're like, I just, I'm so exhausted. I'm literally so exhausted I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. And I'm old. When I was 
trying to be journalists, Josh as well, old friend of mine. We were both in, went to school for journalism. You were taught not to ever, you were never supposed to show your hand. Politically, the reader was always supposed to just assume you were on their side. You were taught to write at a fifth grade level because that's the average age, that's the average reading level of America. And never give your bias away because people won't trust you or your newspaper. You have an editorial page, which you can do that stuff, but a lot of times the the name of the reporter wasn't on the editorial page. It was the newspaper saying this. Newspaper endorses this candidate. But you should never know. If someone's writing an article about politics, you should never know who they're going to vote for. And you definitely shouldn't know who they're going to vote for if they're writing a movie review or a sports article. That's how we were trained. Me and Josh were trained that way. And I've just all I think that's just the best way to do it. I think if your political view can be summed up in a short, in like a bumper sticker or 144 Twitter, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But I think most politics is more nuanced on that. And you have to say something, then you have to like, God, I mean, like, it's just so ridiculous. And I think we're just all exhausted. So no, I'm not going to drop the no politics rule. I love politics. It's like my sports. I love elections. I love elections. But um, I only talk about it with other people who love elections the way I do when I view it as just like this sport activity. I don't know. Let's see. So, yes, I think we. I think that is a good way to end the podcast and with me reiterating the no politics rule just because it's super annoying. I, I don't like to pat myself on the back a lot, but I gave myself, I gave my little self a pat on the back that I was able to go the entire 2020 election. And I was like, nope, <laughs> we're not talking about any of this. We're not talking about any of this because we're all so exhausted. But I think we will talk about um, returning Bella Royale to the episode. I think that's kind of been the great takeaway from this and that you guys are just awesome. Thank you so much for kicking it on Christmas Eve for me. It made my Christmas, it made my Christmas Eve better, honestly, to spend it with you guys. So I hope you guys are going to have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. I'll be back, what did I say, the 11th of January. So I will look forward to seeing you then. We already got tons of new stories we're going to be talking about. Lots of awesome stuff. And thank you guys for joining us. We'll look. I want to do that book. I want to do that movie night maybe some way. We'll get it all worked out. Yeah, Leo, thanks. Good luck with the snow. I hate the snow and it's snowing everywhere. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. I love you guys. Have a great night. How do I sign off? Do I? Oh, dude, there's only one way to sign off. What up, Nomi? That's that's the only way to end an episode. See you guys later. Jabel, I think you were the last person to jump in. Have a great one. Jack Squat, Peter El Pato, MewTube, Spiritual Abortion, Jonathan Bellock, Leo, George Patton, Nikolai, Video, Ouija, St. James, Castro T. I think I got everyone who's still posting here. Nick, Peter, you guys all have a great night. See you guys later. Bye, Josh. Bye, Romy. Have a great one, everybody. See you later, Lurk Score. Bye, Relevant Irrelevance. Bye, Nikolai. Have a good one, guys. What up, Nomi? Oh, am I still... Wait, wait, I'm still here. Um, see you later, James Gorman. I don't even know what's going on here. Here, I have to go over here. What up, Nomi? 
Have a good one, guys.